Live from the landing strip in Houston, Texas, it's the 389th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Chris. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. We very much appreciate it. If you found us on Facebook, <laughs> thanks, because apparently I can't get it to go. Um, but uh, if you're joining us live, awesome. Log into your to your youtube or your google account that way you could chat along with us in the live chat i'll see you you know here on the thing i'll try to involve you as best as i can in the show so feel free to say hi fact check talk shit ask us questions whatever uh if you're not watching this live that's okay you can still interact with us uh just down in the comments down below or on facebook whenever it wants to work uh facebook.com slash houston wrestling radio boom these are really good <laughs> But they're terrible for talking. You need so, to have something crunchy and quick that you can just jump out and swallow. But you on the spot. It's been five weeks. Some of your highlights of professional wrestling match-wise in the last five weeks. Does it have to be match-wise? It's whatever you want to do. All right. What has tickled your fancy? The promo between Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Oh, you going straight for the jugular. Ding. Where's Dingy? Hold on. Let me get my Dingy out. That's what they said. Where's she at? Where's she at? Come here, I hear it. I hear you. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Rattling around. We only use like a fourth of the shit that's in your backpack. So if you had like a satchel. Just for your laptop. Like you used to. You had a satchel with your laptop and all the cables and then dingy. Mm-hmm. I didn't sell you mine. I would have um, came back with a snappy response, but I had a fucking gummy bear in my mouth. Just one? I know, you're one. Not, I know, you, you, I know you can't handle just one. Just one. <laughs> At a time. <laughs> Everybody takes a number, though. Eddie Kingston, CM Punk. This is not the first time that with two weeks' notice... You put Eddie Kingston in the ring with an opponent and a microphone in the middle, and he makes you want to put down $60 to watch him fight. What was it about this promo with Eddie Kingston and CM Punk that's got you in a fervor? Now, I didn't say that I wanted to put down $60 to watch them fight. I said that I enjoyed the promo. Um, And I still enjoy the promo. And the thing that I'm disappointed with is that we're not going to get a couple of more weeks of promos. And that we're just going to get a match. Which... I don't really like Eddie Kingston in the ring. God damn, dude. So, I, mm, Well, obviously you're not wearing his shirt. That's true. I don't really like Eddie Kingston in the ring. I don't. I I, I haven't. He has not yet won me or, over. Is He's, he a product of John Moxley? No, I, I didn't like Eddie Kingston from before. Okay. From Impact. I was like, oh, man. Nah, I, 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 I don't know. Just something about his in-ring style I just don't like. I, 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 I just have it. But I love his... Talking abilities. Yeah. I, I I love uh, his his speaking persona and character. Uh, so I wish that it wasn't oh two weeks before give him a mic and then boom that just sells it sells the match. I'm sold on the story. I'm disappointed on the fact that the story is going to end maybe at this match and we're getting the match that quick. Um, now hopefully maybe the match isn't going to be. The end of the story, and it was just a two-week story. That's what I'm holding out hope for. Um, but it was the first time in the CM Punk Love Fest that I was like, 
Oh, now we're getting to where, forget the love fest. Now we're getting down to business. And, and I didn't feel that with Darby. Mm-hmm. With Darby, I felt like it was still love fest. I didn't get that with Taz. With Taz, I felt like, okay, he's going to make short work of the, the Taz goons and that's mm-hmm. it. Now it's like, okay, now it's time to fucking, you know, get into a real angle, real storyline. The only thing is I'm going to be disappointed with the actual payoff. I'm going to eat some gummy bears you talk. <laughs> is, is it a disservice to Eddie Kingston to just have him either as a manager or as a color commentator because he's so good at speaking despite his wrestling career from your perspective because you don't see him as that guy that doesn't matter because you don't like his work or you, you don't know, like him. I can't wait till he becomes old enough to where he has to retire and just be a manager or a commentator or something. Because I honestly don't remember him wrestling in Impact. I remember him managing LAX. Yeah. Or was it uh, the OGs? It was LAX. It was LAX. I didn't watch much of him wrestle. So th- most of this is new to me. These things are so fucking juicy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I need to stop eating these, but I can't stop eating these. What did you say? Black Forest? Yeah. Hmm. Who knew gummy bears were so citrusy? Next time, I'll break out the worms. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ay, papa. Then you can role play. <laughs> this is the first time where it might not come across as mm-hmm. somebody can dethrone CM Punk. But I want this guy to dethrone CM Punk. Okay, you're gonna come from the you've, you're coming from the aspect of that promo in the ring where CM Punk called him a bum and Eddie Kingston's like stood up to him and he had a crowd that well basically an audience as an example that crowd but he uh-huh. had, he there's an audience right now that CM Punk does no wrong like Darby's in the ring they're chanting for CM Punk right you know you got another face like Eddie Kingston that the the blue collar kind of kid that's willing to fight to the death he's actually getting a reaction instead of cm punk okay you know but i'm gonna come at you from a different aspect because he right. released a piece on the players tribune and yeah. i took the time to read that yeah i shouldn't admit this during work <laughs> and you didn't have anything better to do i i had a break and it was a gut punch, bro, to the kidneys. Like, this is this is CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. These are guys you look at as like, man, these, these guys aren't main event people. Yeah. And then what happened? Yes, movement. CM Punk, 434 days with the world title. Right, right, right. And just like in that promo, it was Punk and Cena. This time, Punk was Cena and Eddie Kingston was Punk. Punk, yeah. You know? But you keep reading this guy's stories and his troubles and... How long was this of a read? 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, And I read pretty fast. And it was still about 15 minutes. And it goes through... You don't have to sound it out. It goes through his life. It goes through his... It goes through him being a kid and being a troublemaker. Battling his depressions. Battling lack of funds. Um, All that in fifteen it's, minutes. It's it's relatable. 
Anybody, any one of us that has struggled through COVID, any one of us that has known what it's like to see your bank account go to zero, anyone that knows what it's like to struggle with looking for affection and not knowing what it feels like when it's given to you. Like, it's, it's, it's fucking real, dude. And now a lot more people are being open about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Arnold sits here all the time whenever we have to break down another wrestler passing away mm-hmm. because they choose to take their life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's shit. And to see a guy like him... Face it, knock it out, and walk past it. That's the kind of, I don't want to say role model, but that's the kind of path that we that anyone can relate to that would want to follow that path. Yeah. But just thinks that it's not a path they can make. You look at Eddie Kingston. He's exhibit A of somebody making it down that path. So if he can make it, I can make it. Arnold can make it. You can make it. People watching can make it. You know, Like Daniel Price. Daniel Price. Daniel, up, welcome. Man? Thank you for joining us in the live chat. So, as a as a wrestling fan, as a fucking human, I want CM Punk to get his ass fucking murdered by fucking... Really? Yeah, yeah I am okay. like... Okay. And again, like I mentioned earlier, this isn't the first time. With like two weeks notice, we got Eddie Kingston versus fucking um, Moxley at full gear. You remember that promo face-to-face? They couldn't touch each other, but they're talking about each other's mamas that were like, God! Damn! If my mama was here, I'd give her a big hug. You know? And just in that one promo, you're like, I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's we're, we're seeing it now. The magic of Eddie Kingston on the mic. There's very few people in wrestling that have had it. Yeah. And there aren't that many right now. Possibly with the exception of Punk, who can also do it. So watching them go back and forth is like, oh man, here we go. I'm, and, I'm stoked for this. And while I am... Uh, a punk lover through and through. I've, I've loved seeing him oh, punk yes. for a long, long time. Mm. Um, it, it, at some point, he came this close, this close to dethroning Bret Hart as my favorite wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. This close. Um, I don't know who I want to be the heel. I'm enjoying the CM Punk love fest. I'm enjoying it because I love CM Punk. But I know that he can do great heel work. And I don't want Eddie Kingston as a face at all. I never run him as a face. Mm-hmm. So when you told me to read this, I didn't read it because I was at work. But if I wasn't at work, I probably still wouldn't have read it. Because I don't want to sympathize with the guy. I want him to stay as a heel. Because I think he'd be better as a heel. You don't want personal to interfere with your entertainment, eh, basically. Yeah, but I... Not in a negative way, but just... You don't want your your vision of CM Punk to be tainted by something that could actually be possibly tainting it. I'm, I'm talking more about Eddie, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's really more of like I don't necessarily want to garner have myself garner sympathy for a, a quasi face turn face turn. I don't think it's going to be an actual face turn or won't last or won't last because this guy should be a heel. He should be his heel his entire fucking career. You know, no tweener, no in between. Maybe, I don't know, but maybe that goes back to the whole fact that I still don't like the guy in ring. I get it. That's cool. That's a fair assessment. Robert, Mr. Medlin, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Aaron. Dang. Oh boy, Aaron. What's up, Aaron? Thank you for joining us in the live chat. Aaron says, I loved you in the M&M commercials that have been coming out, Aaron. Looking good. What? Yeah. 
got that guy got rid of his hair. He got that fade now. He looks like um, looks like that dude, that kid from Shit's Creek. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're like gone. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Son of the dad from American Pie. He says uh, Bret Hart looks like old man Raven. Oh damn! I mean, they're all old. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Sean kind of get got hit more with the ugly stick than Brett <laughs> in old age. <laughs> I can imagine the night that Brett got screwed over Survivor Series. What about me? His arms all out. When Daniel Price goes, ooh, Chris is going to give Abel his worm. Remember, you talking about the worms. Yep. You know, we got the gummy bears, not yep. the gummy worms. <laughs> God damn, get these things away from me. No. Oh, no. Mm. Any interest in reading Moxley's book or listening to Moxley read his book? Actually, yeah. Um... I think it's just because I've I've seen a couple of excerpts here and there. Everybody's talking about the um, Fuck the, uh, um, the the Kevin Dunn. <laughs> um, oh, are we getting a rebuttal tonight? I don't know who the fuck this John Moxley guy thinks he fucking is. All right, but uh, I'm Kevin Dunn. I run the show there. Yeah. This little pissant who ran away to the second, third rate, you know, indie promotion. He's in an indie promotion. He doesn't. Nobody's gonna read his book. Nobody's gonna give a shit. He's it's it's libel. Or is it slander? I don't know. When it's written when it's written, it's libel. It's yeah. libel. I'm suing. I'm suing. And I'm getting new teeth and I'm getting veneers and dentures. Because he's 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 making a bad name for my outstanding name. And uh, He's besmirching. He's besmirching. Yes, thank you. He's besmirching. <laughs> Shout out to William Regal. <laughs> and uh yeah, yes, Regal Regal, he never fucked me in the ass. Like Moxie's or what Ambrose yeah right it's Ambrose he's still Ambrose to me damn it that kid that kid was nothing as Moxley the only people the only reason why people know him is because his run as United States champion as Dean Ambrose is the greatest United States champion run of all time mm. you like Which, that Roman dick though yeah. right well, it, well, I mean yeah yeah you know, Roman Roman was definitely better definitely better than than, than Ambrose you know yeah. you, you had you had Ambrose you had Rollins and he had Roman. And it's like A, a squared plus B squared equals C squared. But like, You notice like, he used Roman as his first name. Right, right, yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're, we're cool like that. Cool like that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he lets me call him Joe. And, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on a first name basis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I asked him if I could fuck a couple of his, you know, uh, um, you know, people in his family. He said no, but, you know, I'm still working on it. And, um, <laughs> God damn, these are some good fucking. Good fucking Care Bears. What are these? Oh. Care Bears. It's, it's good. Good job. Good job, Bob. But uh, yeah, Kevin Dunn. They were on your rider. That's why uh, I had to yeah. make sure that you yeah. got the right ones. Yeah, you know what? You better have these in my fucking room. In my trailer. You know, the video production trailer. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, With that two-way glass, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 You know, I get uh, a lot of use out of that two-way glass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. I got important shit I got to do. I'm tired of talking about John Moxley. Uh, good to see you, everyone. Bye. Thank you for having me on. I'm Kevin Dunn. <laughs> I have a couple of pennies put to the side because I have heard that there's an audio book and it's Moxley reading his own book. And I will buy, I will buy, I will pay to hear Moxley. This basically is fucking podcast with, um... Renee? 
No. Okay. <laughs> With Jericho, when he got on Jericho's podcast after oh. he after he got released and did his whole hoopla and showed up as John Moxley, and he just like lay, he laid in on those hour and a half of all the goings on about how he hated the heel turn and how he thought that uh, um, making him look dumb. And so if it's like that, but three hours, four hours long of just hearing Moxley like go off, yeah, <laughs> just, like damn the excerpt of Kevin Dunn. It's not going to be that kind of book. Fuck it. Fuck Kevin Dunn. Like, just right. imagine him saying all that. Yeah. So he will actually be reading all that. You'll hear his perspective from his own, mm-hmm. with his own mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my hands on that. I, I, I'm interested. That. I'm not sure if I will actually go out and read it because I only have so many wrestling hours in me per week. That's why. <laughs> audiobook. Drive to work. Drive I mean, back. Whether, that's what, two hours? Whether it's an audio or if it's reading it or whatever. I only have so much time to give to wrestling nowadays in my in my world. Like, dude, I, I've been saying this over and over. I'm falling out of love with wrestling, man. I really am. You, you're, you don't have the time to give it. Um, how many hours of Raw are you watching? Zero. I haven't watched Raw in like a month. How many month hours of SmackDown a week are you watching? Nada. I haven't watched it in like a month, month and a half. How about um, Crystal Pepsi on Tuesdays? How much of NXT 2.0 are you watching? I haven't watched nada. Settle. Have you been Have you been filling that time with MLW? No. New Japan? Uh-uh. Impact? Mm-mm. Ring of Honor? No. So you've got plenty of time to spare. Not really. Sounds like. Not really. I still have like five hours worth of AEW to watch. <laughs> you fast forward to half of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel agrees with me. He says, it's not just you, Able Wrestling. It just isn't interesting anymore. None of it. None of it. Aaron says, wrestling hours, you need stamina. You better get that Blue Chew partnership. I mean, is that what's in these fucking gummy bears? Is this Blue Chew gummy bears? Look, I've known you for almost 20 years. I have blue chew if you want it. I don't have to. I got to hide that shit for you. All right? You want the Sinfandil? You want the Talafadil? What's your poison? Isn't that like a type of wine? Zinfandel? What the fuck? Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you later. And... It's kind of ironic we're both dressed in black because we're about to give a nice sentimental eulogy. Nice rack. You've been working on your rack. Yeah. Tell them your first fondest memory of Ring of Honor. My first fondest memory of Ring of Honor. Watching on DVD uh, The American Dragon versus Nigel McGuinness. Mm. Where Nigel tears, or he had a torn bicep and he tore the other one in the middle of the match. And like he's defending his championship, trying to do the, the London dungeon and the and the Tower of London, but he can't pull it off. And oh god, that was a mm, beautiful matchup. Beautiful match. Love it. Oh, you want my second one? My second one is going to Super Card of Honor right before WrestleMania 25 here in Houston, Texas. Uh, and. For some reason, what sticks out to me is the guy that was from Japan that would come out with a dog on a leash that wasn't there. Do you know who that guy was? I don't remember, but that was his gimmick. He came out like in this fucking fancy getup, and he had a leash. Right? Like he was walking a dog, but there was no dog there. 
my first fondest memory is having somebody with a copy of a DVD or something and said, you need to watch this. No context whatsoever. Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kobashi. Ooh, daddy. My second fondest memory is that same weekend because we were in the same row, motherfucker. That second night when it was that little girl's birthday. Oh, that was the cake. No, no, no. Was that the first night? No, that was 24, not 25. It was when we went to Orlando. So 20, you went to 24 because you yeah. had War of the Worlds. That was your, you watched Ring of Honor live before I did. You went to 24. It was ROH versus New but Japan. we were both there, weren't we? For, for, we both went to Orlando for we WrestleMania We both went for WrestleMania, but I didn't go to that show. You didn't go to the Ring of Honor? No. Was that just me and David? Yep. It was just you and David. Oh. Yeah. The next night okay. after Mania, okay. my wife and I, well, girlfriend, fiance at the time, we drove back. Y'all were still at the arena to watch Ric Flair's retirement. Mm. Y'all did that. <laughs> my first was 25. Uh, Super Card of Honor. It was all of us. It was Sean, uh, um, you, David, me, Aaron, about two or three other people. Brandon, I think. Scott was sitting over here for the first night. Travis was there somewhere, wasn't he? Uh, not sure. Mm. Um, and that was Kenta versus Davey Richards. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the second night was the kid's birthday where they passed around the cake. Yeah. Pass the pa- cake. Pass the cake. Pass the cake. And the, the, <laughs> did, it, did it the ring break? And the, that was, it, bro- it broke the first night. And that was Booker's ring. They borrowed Booker T's ring from uh, ROWPWA. They borrowed his ring and the ring fucked up. So the second night, the match starts with fucking Coca uh, Band and somebody. And before the match starts, everybody's chatting, test the ropes, and Colt's like tugging at him. <laughs> but I've been to maybe half a dozen Ring of Honor shows after that. We've driven to San Antonio. We've interviewed Keith Lee, Shane Taylor, Adam Cole, The Kingdom. Aaron says. His fondest memory of ROH was um, myself and Chris chanting, you got her- herpes to Rudy Russo. <laughs> we had a past. Yeah. Well, I was a jerk, more of a jerk man. Now I'm, I'm more filtered now. Yeah. All right. So as you were saying, I'm sorry, you were, yeah. you were going to transition. We've been something. to about a dozen Ring of Honor shows. It's, um, there, there was supposed to be more coming. Uh, final battles happening in a couple of weeks, but um, they hit hard times, Daddy. During COVID, yeah, yeah. they were um, red, uh, they were proactive and they were paying their people during COVID when they had no shows. Mm-hmm. You know, Sinclair owns the company, so they can't afford it mm-hmm. or try to afford it. But now it got to the point where the business wasn't viable. What the press release is is that they're going to come back. WrestleMania weekend and do a show, but you're not after final battle. I don't know what the TV program is going to be like because it's on their own network. The contractor wrestlers are going to be done at the end of the year for most of them. Some of them will be done first half of first quarter of 22. Yeah. Do you think they'll be back? You may want to check the connection, man. Like like for the the power because we're glitching out bad. Oh, the glitch isn't from the power. No. Nah, hell no. Okay. I mean, I think we're still going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what was the question? Uh, what, you think they'll come? You think it, they'll come back, or is it done after final battle? I honestly don't know, man. Because this news kind of came out of nowhere, and then it went away. 
So I don't know if it's because Sinclair's keeping it all hush hush, or if um, that really is it. Like maybe again, it's me not doing my due diligence to pay enough attention. Um, but like when I saw all the news, I was like, "Damn, that sucks." I haven't really watched ROH in a long time, anyways, and all I really care about from ROH is Shane Taylor. That's it. Right now, name yeah. six talents from Ring of Honor. Uh, Shane Taylor. Danhausen? Danhausen is technically in ROH, right? I believe so, yes. I mean, he... Uh, I don't know what it is, but I know it's out there a lot. Yeah. He's getting around. Like, Danhausen's cool. Broke I, I his like, leg. He did. I, I mean, I like his character. I like, um, you know, what what I have seen from, like, being the elite and him being on Ethan Page's show where they're, they're finding toys and shit at comic shops. Is he like a like, zombie Conan O'Brien? I don't know what his gimmick is. I mean, he's just funny. I don't know. Like, I don't get the whole, like, oh, he's Conan O'Brien thing. I don't understand that because I haven't seen that. I haven't seen any references to Conan O'Brien. To me, he's just a dude that's painted up that's supposed to be evil, but he's very heartwarming, very wholesome. So, like, he's evil, but he's wholesome, you know? And, and I'm, like, I'm cool with that. I don't see where the Conan O'Brien thing mixes in. I, I have no idea what that is. But I've never really seen him wrestle. Neither have I. So I'm like, okay, cool. I, I like his character. I want to see more of him. But I, I'm not sure. You're at two. I'm not sure if he actually wrestles for ROH exclusively. So I don't know. Is he? So, okay, Shane Taylor, maybe Danhausen. If it's a maybe, then you're still stuck at one. So Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor. Uh, who is in Shane Taylor's crew? The Shane Taylor promotions. People. He's got a tag team. I, don't, I forget. Okay, the the Shane Taylor's tag team begins. Okay. So, so that's three. Yeah, technically. you don't know them, so you're I still at one. Okay, I'm still at one. Um, Parazzo, Diana Parazzo. Is she no, in she's ROH? Impact. She moved. Yeah, Impact. She's not there anymore. No. I don't know. She's still at one. Fucking Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> He's commenting for NXT UK, but I like where you're going. Okay, with that. Uh, it helps no. you out a little bit. Jay Lethal. Oh, he's still wrestling. He's still there. Oh, yeah. okay. Jay Lethal. Okay. Um, who's the other kid from the kingdom? Matt Taven's still there. Oh, really? Yeah, he's still there. Is Bennett there now? Did Mike Bennett go back to ROH? Yes. Okay, there we go. Uh, Jonathan Gresham uh, is, a, is a guy that you might want to look forward to because he he what he up to this point had been doing, someone in AW is doing right now. Oh, yeah? So when... Um, Gresham was holding the pure title. He had like a nine match win streak, and all nine matches he finished them with a different finisher or submission. There's someone in AEW doing that right now. Who's doing that? Brian Danielson. Is he? Yeah. And they're both short as fuck. And they're both technical rest they're both technically sound wrestling. And, and Gresham's contract will be up at the end of the year through the ring through the Ring of Honor. Didn't Gresham come through um ROW for a little bit for like a, a cup of coffee? Two shows, maybe? Was that it? Just yeah. two shows? Okay, so he yeah. wasn't like trained at books. He just like had a yeah. couple of uh, shows and that was it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. Beer City Bruiser. Like this personality, especially when he broke free from uh, the Silas Young. Silas Young. Silas yeah. Young, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize he was still wrestling or he was still there. What's the chick? The cute chick's names with the with the glasses. The interviewer. Oh, mm. oh that's no on idea. all the videos. Oh, somebody in the chat, help me. Um, there's more. 
but I can't like Briscoes, pff, duh. Oh yeah, the Briscoes, of course. But Briscoes. there, but there's other wrestlers that that. that it felt like Ring of Honor went through the same problem that ECW did. Yeah. Higher promotions took ECW's talent and they couldn't make stars to replace them fast enough. Right. Ring of Honor at one point between NXT and AEW was gutted. Yeah. Gutted. Yeah. And they just couldn't make people fast enough. I mean, Kyle and Flip. Kyle Flip Gordon's another guy. Yeah. That's Ring of Honor. Um, he had the gimmick going even before he turned heel and went to the Bullet Club. But again, that's... Like how you you now struggle to come up with five? Yeah, solidified five. Yeah, I had six or seven, but even yeah. then, six yeah, or seven was, does not a division make. It was it was or, a struggle or promotion. Yeah, you know, and that and that's the other part of. I want to watch Ring of Honor. I don't want to go fishing for it if I'm two weeks behind, and I don't want to move to another city oh. because we don't have Sinclair. PCO, PCO, yeah, is another one. Um. I knew Keith Lee was there for a minute, but Pretty Boy Killers. Yeah. Uh, you know? Uh, not anymore. Not anymore, obviously. So the, even then, like, Ring of Honor was was finding people and yeah. making guys like PCO. Yeah. Matt Taven winning at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know? But shit, man. If you, if you, yeah. It sucks because, you know, it intertwines with WWE releasing more people. And that's more people with less places to go. So a place like Ring of Honor that could use half of those indie guys that used to make their name in Ring of Honor, they can't they can't uh, even make it there anymore. Daniel says we forgot Dalton Castle. Yeah. Well apparently everyone's forgotten Dalton Castle because if they were watching the show, they wouldn't be in the situation they're in now. It is what it is. You know? Yeah. Um I hope they can make it through, but it's a lot more than the talent in the ring. Okay. You know, if I were to hold a gun to your head, you have to watch one show, NXT 2.0 or Ring of Honor. And you'd know as many people in Ring of Honor right now that you do of NXT 2.0. What would you watch? NXT or Ring of Honor today? Yeah. NXT. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, you had the capability... The ease of access to watch both, you would still choose NXT 2.0 over Ring of Honor. Oh, I, that's a little bit different of a question, because like gun to your head, how it's how it is now, I would just say yeah, just just throw on Peacock and show me NXT. Yeah. But if you put a gun to my head, uh, or if you didn't put a gun to my head, I put a, and remote, a clicker in your hand. You put a clicker on my hand, and I could just do channel one or channel two easily. Then I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's throw on ROH and give it a shot. You know, give it a shot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, but it, it, ROH isn't on the clicker easily, at least not here in Houston, because we don't have a Sinclair channel. Uh, San Antonio did. San Antonio, right? Dallas, Corpus Christi, El Paso, wow, something like fuck. that. Yeah, that's Sinclair's fault. Yeah, you're right, Daniel. That yeah. is Sinclair's fault, and that's taking Sinclair's point of view on politics away, even though they're trying to spread that on every program that they have what are you talking about oh sinclair is very right wing oh really oh i didn't know that <laughs> yeah they push that on all their networks they have must reads on all their news and stations that they do mm. and, and must views must plays all that all that stuff but just strictly company that has ring of honor compared to whatever it is that's on nxt 2.0 i mean i'm in the same boat i think 
I would make if I, I would make the time to watch both, but I would definitely see what a Ring of Honor had to offer first because as hard as it was to watch Ring of Honor, if I made the effort to watch Mike Bennett versus Jonathan Gresham or um, make the effort to go to G1 Supercard knowing that Ring of Honor fa- uh, matches were going to be there, that it yeah. was a co-promoted event, there is equity there if I'm going through the effort to get at least a taste of it. Yeah, you know, and still wanting more of it, as opposed to I, I'm just like you yeah, haven't watched, I haven't wa- I've watched maybe twenty minutes of Raw every two weeks. Yeah, I watch uh, SmackDown's getting a little better. There's it's more quality over quantity, and their show is shorter. And McAfee makes Cole very more digestible. Yeah, but still, that's and then NXT 2.0 is very hit or miss. So out of the seven hours, I, I think I would I would devote maybe an hour and a half total. So I definitely have room in my diet for something like Ring of Honor. And especially if it did good, then I would l- cut out a lot more of the WWE fat. Yeah. You know? So, I, I mean, I wanted to come back, but there's history of these things going in certain directions. And they end yeah. up going in that direction. And then they're gone. In that I mean, unless you're like fucking TNA where you die three times, but you just can't stay dead. <laughs> the cockroach <laughs> you <know>? of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Impact ain't that bad right now. I'm. Dude, we're gonna go over our match of the weeks, and I've got. Okay. I've got. A, I've got at least one in there. I might have more than one, but uh, and then and and Impact's also got its own issues. Like at some point, I want to watch them live, and hopefully tomorrow I'll have tickets and I will watch them live because they're doing Hard to Kill in Dallas again, and mm. the storyline right now with uh, Moose being the champ. Yeah, and some of the signings that they've got going on. I don't want to say it's a comeback, but it's it, they're 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 not going the up the way of Ring of Honor. Yeah, you know, and it sucks that now that's the measuring stick. It's, you either if you're above water, that's a success because if you're not above water, you know what I was gonna say, but then I had a second thought was that TNA slash Impact they've kind of broken the mold of like what happens with different wrestling promotions. Cause I was going to draw parallels with like, like you drew parallels earlier with ROH is more like ECW. And you could say AEW is trying to be more like WCW and WWE is WWE. But where's that late leave TNA? And I was going to say, yeah, they're the exception to the rule, but you know, no, I was wrong. TNA is like NWA mm-hmm. where they died. They didn't die. They came back. They're around. They're not at the prominence of it, but they're respectable. You know, they, they just don't go. They're the cockroach of wrestling. Well, goddammit, there's a more prehistoric cockroach still out there right now, and that's NWA. Yeah. Uh, what, if any, WWE releases hit you the hardest? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Like, I don't know if I believe the rumors of that he was a prima donna and that he was hard to work with and this and that because have been in a locker room with him he is the sweetest man in the entire fucking locker room. nwa houston yeah. yeah like dude he was the most soft-spoken the most well-spoken the most intelligent and nicest fucking guy. You know? Like, I don't see him being difficult to work with. But... 
We don't have that relationship with him that he would have with other people. That's true, and we weren't working with them there in WWE, and I can understand why somebody would say you're difficult to work with if you refuse to be a doormat. Because, yeah, they settled on the Bearcat thing, but how much other bullshit was pitched? Besides the tennis skirt. Yeah, and like... Adam Cole being his, the goatee. Adam Cole being his manager. Yeah. You know, and like how much other stuff did we not know about that was pitched? And he was like, look, man, I can't do that. You know, like we've been sold and wrestlers have been sold to this. You are an independent contractor thing for so long that the one benefit of it is that you should have a little bit more freedom to do with your career what you think it's going to be best for your career and not necessarily what your employer thinks is you're not employed. Yeah. Right? So I could see anybody, even if it's Keith Lee, get up to the pinnacle of what we think is their, their career and then them wanting to shit on it and ruin it. It's like, no, no, no. Hey, I have this better idea. Hey, let's do it this way. I've been wrestling for years and years and years out on the independence and on the independence people have shit ideas people have good ideas but you can say hey i think we should rather do this i think we should do that i think we should do here and everybody is collaborative let's try it if it fails at least we tried it we know it doesn't work we'll move on and try something else you get to the e and you hear stories growing up about the rock and stone cold steve austin and all these people that the reason why they succeeded is because they turned themselves up to 11 they had creative control and they had foley triple h they did things their own way and it worked fuck look at the new day the new day took their own spin on what was a shitty thing and, and they made it work. And they added to you it. You know, they turned and it, it up. And then they started doing their own thing. And they put right? themselves in it. Then it so, became video games. Then it became right. pancakes. Then it became unicorns. Then it became W. W. Yeah. I'm not into all that. About yeah, that. yeah. You, but you know what I mean. You, you get where I'm going, yeah. right? So what if Keith Lee, who has been on all these independent things where things are more collaborative, where if he's had good ideas, he's intelligent, he knows what the fuck he's talking about, in independence, in ROH, uh, maybe even to a certain extent in NXT, where he's been able to talk with somebody who isn't in a fucking ivory tower, and then you get to the main roster, there's somebody in an ivory tower saying, you're going to be a bear cat. Growl. Like, all right, cool. And he said, no, or I have a better idea, or should we go through this? That's difficult to work with? Well, goddamn, brother. I bet Stone Cold and The Rock were difficult to work with. Yeah. Right? Shit on the writers all the time. Like, I'm not saying that shit. And see, I don't have any... I don't want to lose to Lesnar. I'm going to go home for nine months. I don't have any inside information as far as, like, what actually happened there. But I'm just going off of what I know of Keith Lee, the guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like best fucking friends with them please don't 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 do that if i were to it's see Brennan. yeah <laughs> if i were to see him and i walk, walked out to keith lee and i said hi there's about maybe a 20 percent 20 percent chance he'll remember me <laughs> right maybe not by name but he'll be like Oh, yeah, you're Houston. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were the guy that was hanging out with Brennan that was encouraging Brennan to, like, you know, uh, heckle me before he started wrestling. Yeah, yeah that was me. Oh, okay. You know, I, he, he, you know, I'm sure I remember him more fondly than he remembers me. Obviously. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, just 
from knowing the person, that's where I'm gleaning all this stuff from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What kind of gummy bears are those? Well, these are, what do you call them? Black Forest. Black Forest. Original, not... Um... Organic? Not organic. Not organic. Original, not organic. So these are inorganic. Yeah. <laughs> They're toxic. Mm. Which is why I'm attracted to them. Mm. Eh? No. So I, I'm not going to disagree with anything you just said. But if we're going off of what pro wrestling has taught us, what WWE has taught us, what Vince McMahon has taught us from the history of world wrestling entertainment, the one that hurts the most is Karrion Cross. For you. Yes. Okay. Because it's like saying it's every ingredient that I've ever wanted in a pizza. It's the exact same crust. It's at the right temperature. It comes with the right hazy IPA. I just don't want it. And I'm and that's my only diet is this. Vince only Vince has always been a, a for size, for look, for presentation. And if there's an attractive woman, sign him the fuck up. Everything that Karrion Cross from the moment that he debuted with Scarlett on NXT, you could have copied and pasted that on Raw or SmackDown and it would have gotten insanely over. Okay. The second that he showed up on Raw, without the theme, without the smoke, without the pomp and circumstance, without Scarlett, already there was a red flag. Then you douse it in kerosene and light the bitch on fire when you lose to Jeff Hardy in three minutes. Mm -hmm. It hey, blows my mind. Hey, and then you give him this rundown demolition cosplay mask and tights and skirt. Again with the skirt. I I don't know what the fuck. Like, Michael, what's up, man? Michael Network. I haven't seen him in a while. One day I'm going to get that product. That's a different guy. Oh, damn. Um, everything that, that Vince likes. Nasty. I forget his name. Something nasty. Nasty Nate. Nasty Nate. There you if go. there's... I, it felt like Triple H and Shawn Michaels did everything they could to give this guy to Vince McMahon on a silver platter. And hold on, said Vince hold on, wanted hold on, gold. Hold on. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, great. Fuck you, Daniel. Oh, shit. He said, oh, I meant to say earlier, as a Braves fan, you have my condolences. Fuck you, Daniel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to pause for that. 28 other teams couldn't touch us. I mean, I'm not... It's, it's, I'm better now. <laughs> I drank a lot when we lost. You know what? No, you no fucking runs in the... In the oh, God. Uh. You know, they say in sports, it's really good to get hot at the right time. Yeah. But, oh, my God, is it bad to get cold at the wrong time. We, That's we, all that man, happened. If we would have just cheated harder, the the wrong team, the wrong team won the World Series. weren't there like eight teams above the Braves that had more wins this season than they did? Yeah. Uh, oh well. What? If it makes you, if it makes you feel any better, Correa is going to end up signing with the Yankees, and he's not going to win shit. Anyway. Why in the blue fuck are you even a Braves fan? Why? <laughs> The only excuse is if you lived in Atlanta for a significant amount of time. If you did not live in Atlanta for a significant amount of time, what the fuck? It's like saying you're you're a fan of any other team. You're a fan of the Expos. Or you got fucked by John Smoltz. Either one. Well. Hmm. 
Schmolzen. Yep. <laughs> I don't know where they're going with this. You you also gutted some people in NXT that had a lot of potential. You gutted um, Kamea. Mm-hmm. Frankie Monet had six matches. Mm-hmm. Six mm-hmm. on NXT television. She was gone. B-Fab hurt my soul. Yeah. She probably was, I don't want to say the best part, but she was the conductor that kept all the trains going in the, in the same direction. Character-wise. Character-wise. She wise. was the, the, the thing that held that, yeah. that team together. They fucking edited her out of the theme song already. Not wrestling-wise. Not wrestling. Oh, no. Character-wise. Uh, it's just another sausage fest. It was nice seeing a group that had a woman that it wasn't tacked on as the woman. Yeah. Like, it was nice seeing a group that had a lady in their group. That could go. Well, not, that could not, try to go. Not, I don't even care about going in the ring. I'm just talking about it made it seem like they were a cohesive unit and they belonged together and they all respected each other as they were they're even. on the same level. Yeah, there you right? go. I get that. Not like, oh, here's the, the, the main guy, here's the tag team, and oh, we have a woman too. Yeah. You know? That's not what was going on here. They were an actual family unit, right? It made sense. And now that you got, you got her out of there, it's just another fucking sausage fest. Yeah. Mm. B-Fab was B-Trash. You shut your horn. Ah! John Smoltz and I have never had relations. <laughs> nor have I. Nor have I and uh, Tom uh, Glavin. Uh, uh, okay. What about Great Maddox, though? Right. <laughs> oh, no, wait. He's, nah, he's a chipper clipper. Oh! Okay. Yeah, Chipper all Jones. Right. He was all about that. Oh, yeah. Never miss the game. Yep. <laughs> Never miss the game. And that's how over we are with the WWE releases. Like it's it's gonna be it's I think there's more coming. Um But I think there's a fate worse than just getting cut randomly. I'm not sure if you saw this, but it's out there. And you're more than welcome to see it. We haven't been talking much about it because Hector's not here. Oh, G1 Climax. Uh, finals. Kazuchika Okada won his block. Kode Ibushi won his block. Okay. And about 15 minutes in, maybe less than that, uh-huh. Ibushi goes for a Phoenix Splash. Okada rolls out and misses. And rolls out part of, part of, part of the dance. He right, misses. Right. Yeah. Ibushi dislocates his shoulder. Mm. They call off the match, mid-match. Mm. And Okada wins it by default. Well, not Okada winning it, Ibushi losing it because he couldn't continue. As much as he wanted to continue. You know, that fighting spirit, mm. Japanese, they put, all, they put their all in it even when they don't have it all. And Ibushi didn't even have that arm and he was still willing to go. But god damn, the, that lu- the luck of fucking New Japan this year has been god awful. You know, Ibushi was the first one to win the belt. He loses it in his first defense. Um, Osprey gets hurt, hurts his neck. He's supposed to be out for like nine months. He's back in six, but at the fact that he got hurt, he lost the belt. He had to relinquish the belt. Takagichi, our buddy Shingo has it now. Yeah. G1 Climax, we're trying to find a, uh, someone for him to defend the belt against the Wrestle Kingdom. Naito gets hurt in his second match in the tournament. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then the finals, the fucking finals. Ibushi gets hurt mid-match. And that's it for him. So that's three down this year through injury, either immediately or concurrently through that IWGP, not IWGP, 
New Japan Pro Wrestling World Title. Sonata should have won. Okay. Oh, we got people actually listening to the two yeah, D- stuff. Yeah, Daniel says right. Sonata, Sonata, not Sonata. Sonata. Yeah, not not the car. If this is the kind of streak, like Final Destination, we're going to, do you want Sonata to be a kind of guy that you want to lose for six to nine months with some crazy ass baseball slide injury? Because he's probably safe. He's safer of the workers than Will Ospreay. Well, Ospreay slowed himself down a bit because he got a little heavier. Yeah. But he's always been known to do the kind of style that Kode Bushi does. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, damn. Sonata versus uh, Shingo, huh? We still have time to change all that stuff. And do there we? is two nights. There's two nights of Wrestle Kingdom. So oh, yeah. Well, technically, okay. this year coming up, there's three nights. Mm-hmm. So, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Three nights so, of Wrestle Kingdom? January 4th, January 5th, and then January the 11th or something? What? It's, it's like in Yokohama or something is that third night. But technically, as fans, Wrestle Kingdom's the, the, those two nights, if not the first January 4th, that January 4th night. Okay. But you could always have Sonata uh, get a shot at, at Takagi later on. But damn, that fucking... Watching that... Yeah. It hurt. So man. you actually made the time to watch uh, Japan? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to see this finals because... Um, I was curious to see if we we're going to get Ibushi and Takagi. Mm-hmm. And just watching it as it happened, I man, it's a one-two gut punch. I'm not sure if you've seen this episode. Um, one of the most uh, recent episodes of Dark Side. Of, uh, oh, Dark... No, yeah. No, with, I haven't watched uh, any Dark Side. Uh, FMW. And um, Onita stepping away and then creating... Making a star out of uh, Hayabusa. And they actually show the match where Hayabusa paralyzes himself he does a springboard moonsault tries to do a springboard moonsault off the ropes his ropes slip and so he lands and his head is like this and it just he goes like this and then flat Uh. and he he paralyzed himself in the ring in the moment Uh. watching that episode and then watching ibushi hurt himself in the moment i was like man i'm gonna give japanese wrestling a break it's just it was that, it legit what hurt me that bad. I was like, no, I can't do this. Wow. They do I can't. No. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. You gave me a segment on what made you, what tickled your fantasy. Yeah. Are there any matches that come to mind? Five weeks. I haven't watched that much wrestling. Um,. All right, so hit me with the AW. What what do you remember from AW that you were like, God damn? You know, there was a match last night, or was it night before? Last night, yeah, last night was Wednesday. <laughs> uh, the uh, Luchu's kicking in. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, maybe there is something in these gummy bears. God damn! Oh, um, no, no, aphrodisiac to us, diabetics. Hey, Pick your poison um, and give it to him when you get home. Leo uh, and the other kid versus Sidell, si- Matt Seidel and his other kid. <laughs> Dante Martin and yeah. Leo Rush against yeah. Lee Moriarty yeah. and Matt Seidel. Yeah, there you go. So the two trainees. <laughs> that was and, like a fucking game of Hungry Hungry Hippos. This all of them going. Ah, Which, you know what? That match sold me on Leo Rush. Yeah? Yeah. Had it been that long since you've seen him actually wrestle, you forgot that he can actually wrestle? No, I got turned off of Leo Rush. 
Because, okay, I never really saw Leo Rush until he got into WWE. When he got into WWE, he immediately made an ass of himself by saying whatever he said about um, Asuka. Oh, that's right. And then, like, he never had a chance to really have a whole lot of really good matches. Never, like, I. And then he became Lashley, Lashley, and like, oh, this is terrible. And then he left, and people were, like, really low on him. And then I never caught anything that he did outside. And then when I, he got signed to AEW, I'm like, oh, he signed to AEW. And then he retired again. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he retired again, then he came to AEW. And, and then he retired again. Did he? Yeah. Okay. And then he was like, yeah, I'm studying fucking Wall Street. I'm like, God damn it. This stupid fucking kid. And now, like, the couple of promos that he did where he's trying to teach... Uh, what's his name? Dante Martin. Dante Martin. We're trying to teach Dante Martin. I was like, all right, that's cool. He's a little bit too young for me to buy him as like the grizzled old vet that's training the young kids. But whatever, I'll let it pass. Just like that's the story they're going with. That's the story they're going with. Whatever. Like you get a fucking 25-year-old training a 19-year-old at Taco Bell. Okay, sure. Maybe it just varies from career to career. All right, sure. Whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to suspend my disbelief with the whole who's the actual teacher thing. And I kind of dug it. Did like, you see the right. match where um, Monte, uh, Martin beat Seidel one-on-one? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And I was yeah. like, okay, oh, I'm cool with this. And then I finally got to see what Leo Rush could do without the hamstringing of WWE trying to water people down. And... I, what I saw him him what him what I saw him do in the ring last night is shit that I don't think any of the other three could pull off, but it was the it was the right other three to try to do it with. Yeah. Whereas I don't think he could have done that with anybody else in the WWE except for maybe Ricochet. But even Ricochet, they turned down his RPMs just a little bit. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, this is what he could do. Buck. All right. Now I'm back on board. And, and that's the guy teaching Dante. And that's yeah. the guy getting so, Dante over. So now I'm there. I, like, like I said, last night, I'm sold on the guy. I don't think this is my match of the month, month. or week <laughs> or whatever the fuck we're doing nowadays. I don't think it is, but it's a strong contender. I, I thought it was a really good match. All right. I have a list. You have a list. So let's get started. Oh, God. With a match that disappointed me. A match that I thought, a match that I've been looking forward to for at least six months, maybe even longer. Oh, okay. and disappointed me. And that was Jacob Fatu against Alexander Hammerstone, title versus title. Uh, Alexander MLW Hammerstone. Fightland. Yeah, MLW Fightland. I was expecting, I was expecting a war, and I got somewhere between thumb wrestling and slapping. Like it, the, it wasn't, it wasn't all there. There, Jacob Fatu. He can fucking go for a guy his size, but I don't know if they just didn't click or if Alex Hammerstone's wrestling style is too, like, I don't want to say 80s or 70s, but I want to say safe because it, it looked like he was whiffing a lot of kicks. He was whiffing a lot of punches 
And with a guy like Fatu, where you see him chopping Hammerstone and leaving a mark on Hammerstone and body slamming him hard and being stiff, throwing his body around, I just, it just didn't, I didn't feel like I got that same amount of like impact out of Hammerstone's moveset. And just watching the match, you know it's it's going too long when you're checking your phone or you're checking the clock to see how much time is left or you're looking at the YouTube video and you look at the YouTube timer to see how much is left. I was like, yeah, I was waiting for it to be over at some point. It kind of kind of let me down. This is the second time that I've watched MLW because of you, <laughs> and I've been disappointed. Both times. Now, the first time, I can't tell you who was wrestling. I, I really don't remember. I just remember you saying, hey, let's watch MLW. I think that this match is going to be good because of this guy. And it was like a guy that was like a well-ish known name who went to MLW, and he was going to fight their champ, but they're champ absolutely sucked and the match sucked Leo Rush against Myron Reed (laughs) I remember it was a little white guy a little white guy um and it was like right around when MOW was first becoming a thing oh no I I don't remember Tom Lawler short white guy I don't know Uh, he's not short but it might have been against Loki maybe I don't remember who the name was. I just remember who the guy that was not the name that they were trying to say, this is our champ, and he's just good, and that's why he, we're fighting him, putting him against the name established guy. Okay, cool. Name established guy, all right. Wow, this looks like whenever, like, you get AJ Styles to fucking show up at the, yeah. you know, bingo hall here to wrestle your top guy and your, your top guy that's been champ in the territory because there's nobody else working the fucking territory, yeah. you know, and that guy sucked. And yeah, <laughs> that that was my first uh, I get it. He exposure. Sucked. He sucked. That was my first exposure to MLW and this was my second exposure to MLW that you exposed me to. And I was like, this isn't that great. Uh, you know, Alexander Hamilton. He um, Hammerstone, Hammerstone. Yeah, well, he's not throwing away his shot, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he seemed a little bit too much of a throwback inadvertently to me. Yeah. Uh, I see what you're saying that you want to say he was two seventies, eighties, but he wasn't because I felt like he was doing shit that was just seventies, eighties because he couldn't do any modernized shit. Like, he tried to do this one really cool-looking, kind of modern-ish, kind of throw-suplex kind of thing, but he botched it and dropped Fatu and almost dropped him on his head, but he, like, recovered and then, like, tur- turned it into, like, a awkward body slam, power slam yeah. thing when it was supposed to be some sort of weird, fancy suplex. Um, it should be illegal to wrestle in jeans. I mean, maybe it was the jeans. Maybe that's what it was. He was wrestling in jeans. He had a fake tan. He had the long White hair. White jeans. Yeah. He, White jeans. He looked too old school. He looked like he wanted to, to be throwback, but he wasn't ironically being throwback. Like, it wasn't like Cena having the throwback jerseys. It was like, oh, I'm supposed to be a wrestler? Let me look up what Hulk Hogan and fucking big john studs look like in you know, john back, studs. You know back yeah. in the day and like that's all that's all your exposure was you never heard of the rock you never heard of chris jericho you don't know what happened with the Mon- monday night wars like yeah you, and that was what you modeled your wrestling after you know like you were gonna like the only other person that you know about is brock lesnar and you're like okay cool i'm gonna be brock lesnar and hulk hogan that'll work yeah 
and 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 like a third of the size. I'm sure for MLW he's big, right? And MLW he he's big, but WWE he'll probably look like fucking you know I don't know, Bobby Roode. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, you compared this yeah. fool to Bobby Roode. Okay, I well, I'm get talking size-wise. I get it. You don't like him. He ain't that big. <laughs> I'm sure in that little way, it looked like a 15 by 15 ring. It was like a doomsday yeah, wrestling ring. Small right? Ring. Yeah, <laughs> doomsday's 10 by 10. Or 7 by Dude, 7 for the good luck. This table is bigger than Doomsday's wrestling ring. <laughs> but... You can't even do an F five in Doomsday. Well, yeah, because in, in, in you know in Doomsday they don't even have the referee inside. They have the referee on the outside, and they slide under the second rope so they can do one, <laughs> two, three, because they don't have room to have three people in the ring at the same time. Yeah. All right, good stuff. The Casino Battle Royal, where Hangman came out as the surprise entrant, and everyone lost their collective diarrhea shit, and won. Yes, that was good. CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia on Rampage. Yes, that was good. A, a little bit more of a grappler. Uh, Punk actually selling that he couldn't do the GTS, so he put him out with the Anaconda Vice. Yeah. Like that. Um, qualifying for King of the Ring, Cesaro against Finn Balor. Mm. That was good. I didn't watch it. I watched only for name value, and I give you the other one. Ricochet versus Xavier Woods was better than I thought it was going to be. That's another one that I was like, man, Woods has been talking up this King of the Ring for like five years. If he don't win it, every black wrestling fan is going to erupt. Um, Impact, the main event of Bound for Glory, Christian Cage against Josh Alexander for the entire story might be my overall pick uh, as matches of weeks. I heard that was really good. It was a great storytelling match. Some, um they, what Christian does better than most, especially now at his age, is lose. Push shot that too, <laughs> but make it meaningful. Josh okay. Alexander won it. The crowd was going for Josh in that match. Ironically, he won it. He had his sexy ass wife and his kid in the ring. And in that moment, Moose, Moose. came out, cashed in his pick your shot challenge offer. And while the family's in the ring, he fucking beat Josh Alexander, beat him for the title, and his family's in the corner crying. <laughs> oh, my God! As much as I liked um, the evolution of Josh Alexander from singles wrestler to tag team with Ethan Page to running the tag team division to him getting the X division title and putting, putting some stamp on that to him finally becoming world champ, as much as I appreciate the evolution of Josh Alexander, Moose fucking deserves that world title run. And him being the certified heel that he is right now versus a guy that has that like underdog, like grassroots kind of come up like Alexander does, that could be your next four months of impact television and supplement some good matches beneath that and you get you have a run. Mm. What ROH could have been doing. Could have, if right. you have enough there. Yeah. If you have enough there, a little bit of exposure, a little bit of um, internet buzz. following buzz, yeah. you make that go. Uh, the tag match from last night. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it. And then today. Today? <laughs> the match I should have showed you from MLW. Oh. <laughs> Semi-final match for the Opera Cup. The what? The Opera Cup. Opera Cup. That apparently that tournament's been around for decades. Old like yeah. What? Yeah. And MLW, I don't know if they inherited it or they brought it back or whatever. 
But yeah, they've they've been doing the Opera Cup. The hell you say? Yeah. Semi-final match. Okay. Bobby Fish versus Davey Richards. Mm, okay. Very um, so, MMA-ish. So again, when MOW brings in the names, that shit's good. But they're a homegrown, yeah. homegrown talent. And they yeah. advertise Bobby Fish as from AEW. This isn't the first time. Okay. I think last year Rocky Romero was in the tournament and they had advertised him specifically as New Japan. And they had, I think, Aerostar from AAA or something okay. as an alternate maybe. Uh, so there were two positives about last night's episode of Fusion Alpha. One was that that match. Fusion Alpha? Yeah. So they re- so it's like the next level. It's 2.0. Fusion Alpha, because they got Dar- they they're bringing in Aztec Underground and they have Dario Coito back and they're teasing Matanza as like the fifth guy for Team MLW in their War Chamber War Games match that's happening next week. Um, Why does this all sound very great value? It is because when you watch it, it does not have the Lucha Underground okay. Robert Rodriguez production okay. mystique, Mwah! je ne sais quoi yeah, yeah, presentation. Yeah. Okay, it's it's fucking bushly like. Mom, I want Lucha Underground. We have Lucha Underground at home. Yeah, and it's, and it's there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the lighting's awful. The dialogue is awful. But hey, they they got people too. EJ and Duque, former football player, he was a top prospect in NXT, and they let him go. Uh, he's in MLW, and he's he's getting some shine. You know, somebody else that we didn't talk about when we were mentioning the releases was uh, um, oh god, I forget her fucking name in in NXT. But fucking AQA uh, from Bookers. Tian Sha? No, no, no. AQA. That was her. That was her name. At, yeah, that was her name in. Uh, I have no in idea. Bookers. I haven't. I have That sounds like the tail end of. That sounds like ROW. I'm familiar yeah. with PWA. Yeah. Well, see, I know her government name, and I just don't want to say her government name because I don't think she wants her government name out there. Oh, in front of the thousands. The yeah, thousands everybody of that are watching, watching us. Here. Yeah. yeah, all the. Fucking Daniel Price and that's it. <laughs> Fucking Braves fan motherfucker over here. As a wise woman once said in a movie, let it go. You know, it was all right when a couple of years ago... We're we had, in Houston. The cold doesn't had, bother us anyway. We had a Nationals fan. It's okay. I respected the <laughs> Nationals. I shopped at Walgreens. <laughs> but a Braves fan... The hell out of here. What's worse, a cheating team like the Astros or a racist audience like Atlanta? What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? We took their land, goddammit. Show them some fucking respect. You know, I'm going to quote a very great man. Oh, fuck. And I'm going to say this. I'm too drunk to taste these gummy bears. No. (laughs) If you don't know the facts, you need to shut the fuck up. All right, <laughs> I quoted mine from Frozen. Where'd you get yours from? That's that's Los. That's Los Correa. If you don't know the facts, you need to shut the fuck up. You keep bringing you're the one bringing up the cheating thing, but I mean, no, my trash no. cans back there. You need it. No, 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 no. If you don't know the facts, you just need don't to tear, shut the fuck just up. Don't tear my jersey there was open. No, no, no. You get rid of that cheating bullshit. At least the Yankees had Apple watches. That's how they got theirs off. It's not cheating. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. If you're not cheating, if it's technology. <laughs> and the other good thing, mm-hmm. 
more of this forbidden door shit. We're looking at AEW and Impact because Christian Cage had the title. Yeah. Well, Omega had the title and then Christian Cage was there. <laughs> and Christian Cage was there. Yeah. We're talking triple. Uh, we're talking AEW and fucking AAA now because yeah, Aerostar. Yeah, Reimer, Raymer, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Samurai Del Sol and Aerostar were on last night's, yeah. last week's Impact. Yeah. We're talking fucking AEW and New Japan because Tony Khan's actually like the fucking Rocky Romero and now fucking best friends are part of chaos. You yeah, know? yeah. So you know who that brings in the table, don't you? Uh, Naito. Who? Current G One Climax winner Okada Kazuchika. He's the leader oh, of Chaos. Oh yeah. And Tony Khan's openly admitting that on Twitter. Oh, Naito was uh, incomparables, right? Hector right. Would so punch in the face right now. Yes. <laughs> but. There's another door that's got little cobwebs. Is this the back door, not the yeah, forbidden door? it might be the back door. It okay. smells funny. Ooh. Who <laughs> all smelled that finger? Wait, no, it's this finger. <laughs> um, what was on the other finger? Richard Holiday. So Dick Holiday? Yeah. Who's Dick Holiday? The, the name of the faction is escaping me. But in this faction was a heel, Alexander Henderson, a heel... Richard Holiday and the leader, a heel, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And in the, the beginning third. of the episode, Richard Holiday is on his on his uh, earbuds, Apple earbuds, and he's like, "I'm on the phone with somebody." And the insinuation is that he's talking to MJF because he's talking shit about Sting, he's talking shit about Darby Allen, and he's like, "No, brother, you got enough on your plate. I know we're looking for somebody for War Chamber, but I'm not going to put that burden on you. I'll handle it." So they're teasing all this other all stuff. Right. So this melting pot of all these different colored brands of AEW, New Japan, Impact, MLW right there, that little dirty one right there, you know, and then New Japan and AAA. That's that's going to make things very interesting for the wrestling fan that wants all that. To you. Which one do you Wait, want? Which one's the dirty one? That one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah, greet it with your tongue mm. first. Yeah. Oh, God. No blue chew here. Yeah. Robert says, I feel bad for Katrina Cortez. She's selling her belongings and moving back to Chile because of her visa. Which one's Katrina Cortez? I don't remember. Okay. But damn, that sucks. And that's another another story that relatable to fucking Eddie Kingston where he had to sell his boots to pay his mortgage. You know? there's Even now, just because... You've made it to the WWE and you have the paycheck every two weeks by WWE and you have the contract with WWE. It's not this fucking guaranteed anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Almost like if you're independently contracted without the Oh, yeah. (laughs) New Japan's having a show this Saturday. You know, if fucking Andrew Yang were to run for president again, I'd probably vote for that motherfucker just because... Of, like, his fucking independent contractor stance with wrestling. I don't care what his fucking other views are. I'm voting for him just for that. <laughs> Deport us, but make sure that WWE yeah, gets yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> New Japan's having a show this Saturday in California. Just a couple of matches to... Wait, t- wait, wait. New Japan is having a show in California. Uh, they're actually having two shows. In California? Their, no. Their U.S. ticket is having a show in California. Their Japanese ticket is starting off the uh, Best of Super Juniors tournament and World Tag League tournament in Japan. Okay. But we're focusing on the show here in California. 
here. Juice Robinson against Moose. All right. Uh, Okada against Buddy Murphy. All right. And your favorite, Jay White against Tomohiro Ishii for the oh. Never Open Way title. Ooh. That's going to main event wow. the show. Yeah. You know, ever since I changed my mind on Jay White from that one match, that I was like, you know what? I'm totally turned around on Ibushi, Jay White. Yeah. Ever since that, I haven't seen that one Jay White. God damn it. <laughs> Can't take you Jay, anywhere. Jay White hasn't been able to cash in on my fandom ever since I became a fan. <laughs> if I find a clearance switchblade shirt at Hot Topic, it's got your name all over it. You know what fucking Aaron? Aaron, if you're still in the live chat, you know what fucking Aaron got me for my birthday? He got me a Jordan Grace shirt. <laughs> a Jordan Grace t-shirt. I didn't even know she had one. It's, oh, it, it's in the dirty uh in, in the dirty uh laundry pile. Oh, in the dirty laundry you paper. wore it! I did not wear it. Oh! <laughs> you gifted this man lingerie? <laughs> you, sir, are an acquired taste. And let me just remind you, motherfucker, my birthday's August the 4th. Oh, there we go. Anything with holes in it. Oh. Um... Rampage tomorrow. I mean, T-shirts have three holes. <laughs> Technically four. The big one's on the bottom. Oh. <laughs> Rampage tomorrow. Matt Hardy against Orange Cassidy in a Lumberjack match. Wait, that's on Rampage? I thought yes. that was at the pay-per-view. No, Rampage. Ooh, que la chingada. What? Give me number. Oh. <laughs> It's been a while. Um, seven, five, five. I think I'm done with Hardy and Orange Cassidy. This this needs to be done. I think I'm done with Hardy Family Office. I, you know what? I think that's it. I think I'm done with Hardy Family Office. Of all the the Matt Hardy iterations that we had uh, with him after he left WWE, you know the the big winning Matt in New Japan, and then uh, or, or not New Japan in ROH and then the, the delete and all that shit. And then going into WWE with the Woken. And out of all these reiterations of Matt Hardy, this has been the weakest. Yeah. This has been... I, this this It's not big money, Matt. But it kind of tries to be kind of the way how Woken tried to be delete. But it I wasn't the, really... I think the biggest problem for me was... I can't believe I'm quoting the movie again. Let it go. You already had your success with Broken Matt. It was past its prime when you re- when you brought it back from the dead for WWE. You should have came into AEW fresh off the boat with something completely different. And he did. And he didn't. But no, it's he not brought good. back he broke he brought back the Broken Matt gimmick. The Vanguard thing where Jericho tried to give it That's a shirt. True. That's true. That's what we saw. That's true. Because everyone thought that Broken Matt didn't get its due when it was the fans' fault they they, they weren't paying attention to Impact enough. That's why. Okay. Don't look at them. Fuckers, look at yourselves. So, 
they try to placate him and to do the broken, woken shit at fucking WWE. So he should have just came out the gate with something completely different. The broken stuff didn't last well, long. Now he's then his head to. bounced off the floor. And then even then, you had the perfect opportunity to do something else completely different. And you didn't. And now, this is where he's at now. Where I kind of don't care about Matt anymore. And it's not that I love Jeff. I really don't care about Jeff right now either. But Matt specifically. Because he's in the environment where he can strive without any strings around his arms, ankles, or neck. And still not giving us anything any better than someone like his brother who's confined to the WWE machine. Who's also trying to regurgitate possibly the Willow gimmick. So, Hardy's, it's, hang him up. I can't believe I'm saying it, but hang it up. All together? Hang all it together. up all together? All together. I wouldn't mind if I would see Matt Hardy managing. Like, just straight up managing. Because, like, this is like a, a half-measure management situation that he's doing now. With he the Hardy tried family to do office. it with private party just he, he as He tried, is. but he couldn't stay away. He wasn't able to establish it. And that's where the Hardy family office came from. Yeah. So, it's like he's part wrestler, part manager. He's trying to do this hybrid thing. But he's, like, too heavily involved in the physicality of it for me to believe the manager part of it. So, it, to me, it's not the Heenan stable. It's just another another big faction in a, a, a roster that's overbloated with factions. Yeah. AEW has too many goddamn factions right now. And too much airtime. If you're counting Monday, Tuesday, Dynamite Wednesday, and then Rampage on Friday. That's fucking. That's just as much time as WWE does, and I ain't putting none of that effort either. And I like AEW. You know, I did make the joke earlier that I was like, well, I have enough hours to watch five hours worth of, uh, of AEW. I don't. I, that was a joke. Um, because I'm not watching Dark or, or Elevation. I'm only watching uh, uh, Dynamite and most mm-hmm. of Rampage. Most of Rampage. You're fast forwarding the commercials, you're only watching 30 minutes worth of Rampage anyway. So yeah. it's not that big a loss. Yeah. Bobby Fish against Jungle Boy is also happening on 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 Rampage tomorrow. Hmm. What do you think about that? If this wasn't obviously a setup match for the pay per view, uh, to kind of yeah, well, they even had the fucking promo last night. This is hey man, can you soften them up for me? I've seen that trope played off in wrestling so many times that like I know. I know that it's not really going to matter. So most likely, um, most likely Jungle Boy will win, but I could see where he doesn't win. But if he doesn't win, it's fucking inconsequential, whatever. Uh, I'm at a five. Even though on you paper. You ruined it for me. I'm at a five too. On paper, Jungle Boy versus Bar- uh, Bobby Fish. Holy shit. But since it's like, oh, you're you're the, the tune-up warm-up match for the real match like uh yeah that 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 trope in wrestling's played out man i've got a dq finish i don't even have a finish to this there it's going to be a schmoz because they're building up to the match on saturday okay That's- so let's get to it the match on saturday all right <sighs> jungle express and christian against the super click adam cole baby and the young bucks uh 8 um, is that story or is that name value? A little bit of both. Um, I wish that I was higher, um, but I, I'm not. And it might be just because there's just 
too much faction warfare in AEW, and I've seen that that play out too many times on Dynamite. I mean, fuck, last night we had two breakdowns after matches where different factions jumped the other guys. The the Hardy family office did it, and then these guys did it, you know? And top um, team. Oh, yeah, and top, we had it three times last night. Three times where the heel factions got involved after the match, and then they... Lazy booking. Yeah, Traps. so, I mean, yeah. I don't know, man, I'm not digging... I'm not digging the rinse and repeat when it comes to the, the, the factions in, in AEW. I'm at a seven. This is a lot less to do with the faces and a lot more to do with the heels. This okay. is a chapter in the bigger story of what's going on with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and what it could possibly lead to. But in order to get through the story to the end of the cha- of the book, we have to read this chapter. I'm gonna like a seven. It's inconsequential to me, even though I kind of are. I'm kind of picking um, the super click to win it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I got super click, and the reason why is because uh, while Christian mentoring and helping along uh, Jurassic Express, Christian's not a part of the Jurassic Express. So this has been and always will be just a temporary thing to give Christian and the Jungle Express something to do. It's not about them. It's about the heels. Is this a possibility where they lose, Christian gets mad at Jungle Boy because they lose, Christian turns heel and we get Christian versus Jungle Boy? to? Because obviously the, the, the big picture on the face side is we're elevating this kid Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Can we do that further by having him go against Christian? Uh, if that is what happens, I'll be very happy. Um, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think that they're going to turn Christian and have a, a program with Christian and Jungle Boy going going out. Now, AEW has been a lot more harder to predict than WWE. So if I'm pleasantly surprised, great, I'm pleasantly surprised. But my prediction tingly, my, my Peter Tingle basically says that it's not going to happen. Um... So, yeah, I'm not going to count on it. If it does happen, great. I'm pleasantly surprised. Another tag. Okay. Pac and Cody Rhodes against Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Where you at? Five. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why? I don't like Cody and Pac. Uh, uh, They're not a team. I I don't like that being a team. And it just thrown together last night. Oh, and now Cody's coming out to help Pack. Wait, it's been a couple right? of weeks in the making. I mean, I get, it, I get it that 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 the enemy of my the enemies enemy is my are friend. coming together. Yeah, yeah I, I get that part, but this is it, 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 it. It's cheddar in my cake. I like cheddar and I like cake, but I don't want cheddar in my cake. Your complaint about too many factions. We have Heart Foundation. We had DX. We had Nation of Domination. We have the New Day. Undertaker stood alone, except that one time he didn't stand alone. But my point being, I don't. You don't like the teaming of Palk and Cody. I don't like the teaming of Malachi and Andrade. That's fair. I want to see those two fight because AEW is mostly. It's not mostly storyline driven. It's mostly match driven. They want to build, they tend to build dream matches, which is why Brian, Brian Danielson is wrestling anyone under the sun right now on AEW and making everyone better than what they were. So you don't, I don't want to see Andrade and, and 
uh, fucking Malachi teamed up. I want them co-main eventing the fucking Dynamite episode. Here's what can make this a little bit more interesting. I don't know if it's going to make it better. Fuck it. Give me Cody versus Pac, too. You kind of you kind of jumped the gun. What did Malachi say in that one promo uh, from last week? Oh, it wasn't like, just it wasn't it wasn't just Caesar that stabbed, or it wasn't just what's his it name? It wasn't Brutus that stabbed it Caesar was, in the it, back. It, it wasn't was, just Brutus that stabbed yeah. Caesar. There you go. Yeah, it was so, Marcus or something. Well, it was like thirteen fucking people, yeah. right? Like it was a bunch. Yeah. So you have. Heel and heel teaming together to fight another heel that's teaming with the face that's coming to the rescue, but the face is kind of a heel too. But whatever, we'll just ignore that fact. But he just referenced stabbing in the back and multiple people doing it, and all of a sudden the baby face is with the heel and a tag team. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think there's going to be some stabby stabby happening. I think Pac's going to uh, Death Triangle reunites and kills Cody. Yeah. And somehow they're aligned with the Cold of Malachi. And somehow uh, El Idolo's all with that. That's your fucking... Yeah, third... but Idolo's also teaming up with fucking FTR. So as Idolo and that's part your... of fucking... Yeah, that's your 13. Or how... The Ides of March, it's the 15th, right? There's 15 people that stabbed Caesar. I don't know. I'm not good at fucking history. But it was a lot of fucking fuckers. And... All of them plus all of them plus all of them is a lot of fucking fuckers. And if all those fucking fuckers are fucking fucking Cody, then that makes sense. Because they're all fucking. Fun fact, Ides of March actually happened in September. Um, well, apparently it's going to happen in November, <laughs> November the 12th. Or November the 13th, whatever. Whatever day the fucking pay-per-view is. <laughs> oh, man. Five... I've got the heels winning too. Yeah. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> the big group. The NWO group that's led by MJF. Pinnacle. Yeah. With all them motherfuckers. All right. Every family's got that black sheep and Malachi's theirs. Um, what else? Speaking of which, MJF against Darby Allen. Nine. What's keeping you from busting that whole nut? I don't know if I'm convinced that this is going to be an elevation for either one. Uh, And I think it's like, can it happen? Yeah, if the match is good enough. But I don't watch MJF MJF for the matches. You watch him speak. You listen to him. Exactly. He, to me, is a little bit uh, along the same lines as um, Eddie Kingston. I, I, I although I think I think MJF is better than Eddie King, Kingston in the ring. Um, I have the very opposite issue with um, Darby. I want to see Darby do crazy shit in the ring. Um, I I don't necessarily want a Darby promo. <laughs> like I can get that. Keep, keep him silent. Yeah. Have him on his little motor skate. Have if him, it's one thing he should be learning from Sting is don't talk. Yeah, don't talk. <laughs> let let your your friend. Film you on that fucking eight millimeter camera that that's like all old school doesn't work and the the tape for whatever reason that you overexpose the negatives so it's always like the wrong color yeah I think that's what the kids call sapia nowadays um, so yeah do that what continue you know about that you ain't got no kids yeah I know right <laughs> let, let, do that with him um, I don't know if we're gonna get an elevation of of 
either one out of this matchup. I don't think I, we're going to come out of this match thinking more highly of MJF or Darby. Uh, there will be. By elevate, you have to ele- you can elevate both by doing it one at a time, and by that, <sighs> the feud with MJF with Jericho was fun, but I don't think him winning the last match did any favors because they wound up losing in a stampede anyway. Okay, MJF, whatever his undefeated streak is, other than his loss to John Moxley. Mm-hmm. He needs to beat somebody that can garner him more heat. I don't think him beating Jericho garnered him more heat. Him calling Darby Allen an elementary school shooter. And him <laughs> God damn. and then following that up by beating Darby Allen. That's gonna elevate MJF. To where if he talks enough shit with the clout of him already beating Darby. Then when Darby beats him in the rematch, they're higher. Both of them. So you think but you can't do go. it together. MJF needs to win this match. Needs to win this needs match. Needs this match. Whoa. Otherwise, he's going to be like Eddie Kingston. He doesn't care about wins and losses. He's just there to run his mouth and somebody's going to listen. Yeah. You know? He needs to beat Darby. Okay. Yeah. And that doesn't help that the last match yeah, that Darby, Darby had. It yeah. doesn't help that the last big profile match that Darby had. Was against Punk and he lost. And he shouldn't have lost. He shouldn't have won either. Yeah. Talk about been, this. Should have been a draw. Should have been the draw. So that you had that what if. Yeah. Leading to this match where he didn't beat him. Yeah. So I, I have. I'm at a. I'm at an eight for both of them. I like them both. Well. I'm invested emotionally in both equally. I really like Darby. I hate the fuck out of MJF. So they're both doing their job well, and they're two young guys that are supposed to be like the future of the brand. The pillars of the two of the four pillars of the company. Yeah. And now with furniture, you have that fifth one underneath in the middle to make sure everything stays sturdy. And that's where they left out Sammy Guevara. Well, Sammy is one of the four. No, they left out. Uh... It was Sammy, Jungle Boy, and these two. Those are the yeah. four. Uh, they left out somebody else. There's there's one more. Who? There's one more. Who? 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 If you say fucking Archer, I'm going to slap you. No, I was thinking Orange Cassidy, but there has to be somebody else. Oh, I mean, yeah, maybe Orange. Uh, as far as synonymous, specifically with that brand. Um, yeah, Orange. Yeah, he's the fifth. You don't see him because all he does is this. Right. Um, he needs more Bluetooth. He needs he and he needs Blucho about as bad as MJF needs to beat fucking Darby Allen. Okay, All right? <laughs> so I'm at an eight, and I've got MJF winning this. I'm picking MJF to win this. All right. We talked about it earlier. Let's just get right to it. Your number for Eddie Kingston, CM Punk. Nine. I'm also at a nine. Okay. Who you got winning? Punk. Uh, Kingston. I don't think that they're going to have Punk lose for a while. Um, Eventually, he's going to get a world title opportunity. I don't know who it's going to be against. It's going to be a good fucking dream match scenario. Uh, But Punk's going to ride that wave and keep winning and winning and winning and winning. And they're going to fucking milk the shit out of that PR that they can get. And while it may make more wrestling sense... 
to you know and be more interesting if Kingston wins I agree with you there I don't think that you could risk the 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 look who we got we got CM fucking punk you don't get CM fucking punk to lose at least a, a kind of established guy that you know doesn't really need a win if if he was going to lose to anybody it would have been in a draw to one of the the young kids you know there was a guy in okay. AEW okay. that was destined to be their first heavyweight champ. Yeah. And he lost. Yes. And yep. then the next year, destined to be number one contender mm-hmm. against his tag team partner. And then he lost. Yeah. And then we're seeing the promo last night that tied in three years of story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. within one character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can see a guy like CM Punk. Beating people left and right, mm-hmm. eventually becoming world champion, maybe even turning heel. Mm-hmm. I gave you the best of me. I gave you what you wanted. Now the fuck with all of y'all. I'm gonna do what I want. Mm-hmm. And there's no one in AEW that can stop me. No one has beaten me. No one's ever beaten me mm-hmm. until we get the one promo mm-hmm. between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, knowing how good they both are on the mic, mm-hmm. and we get that promo. Because early on in Punk's hubris, he thought someone was a bum. And he dropped his guard enough for this bum to roll him up and pin him. And beat him early on in his return to wrestling in AEW. And that, two years later, we can have the Bronx equivalent of cowboy shit. With Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect time for Eddie Kingston to beat CM Punk. And don't even bring it up again until two years later when Punk's that asshole that you want to lose. Mm-hmm. That you want someone to knock mm-hmm. him off his high horse. And wouldn't you know it, there's a guy mm-hmm. that can sell you on one promo to watch his match. And it's fucking Eddie Kingston. I've got Kingston beating Punk. That is, and that's why you need to sign me, Tony Khan. That, you need to sign me. That is brilliant. That is beautiful. And it's not WWE. That makes wrestling sense. <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> it's not what's going to happen. Anyone in the chat agreeing with me? It's, Come on. It, it's not going to happen because you you have too much invested in the fact that you have CM Punk in your company. CM Punk is your one and only... Golden Goose Teddy Bear. That's, oh, that's, that's all you Brian have. Brian Danielson is fucking chopped liver? No. Brian Danielson is one of the hardcore people that don't know CM Punk as a household name. No, there are people that know Brian Daniel Bryan as a household name yeah. from Total Bellas. Not Daniel Bryanson. Or Brian, yeah, it is. Brian Danielson. They use his name. They, they, right. it's, they but, call him Brian yeah, Danielson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got you. No. I got you, bitch. You don't I got me. you. You don't I got me. you. You didn't, get me. you didn't get shit. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> Inner Circle versus the men of the year. An American top team. Junior Dos Santos, George Jorge Masvidal, and Dan Lambert. Five on five, Minneapolis street fight. Give me a number. Four. I don't want to see these MMA guys try to wrestle. Because they're going to potato somebody and hurt someone. I don't want to see Dan, Dan Lambert try to wrestle. Because he's going to slip on a potato peel and break his own coccyx. My coccyx! <laughs> I'm um, sorry! 
I'm I'm getting to that point where I don't want to see Jericho wrestle because I just I don't want to lose the mystique of what Jericho was in his career. He's getting to that point of all right, you're Michael Jordan, but you're playing for the Washington Wizards. You need to retire. Um, or you're playing baseball and you need to stop. Yeah. Like no, no, no. I I don't I don't need you in that role anymore, daddy. That's for somebody else. That's not for you anymore. I I'm to that point where there's a lot there's a lot of of I don't want to see these guys wrestle in this match. There's a lot of that. They're all for different reasons. But there's a lot of I don't want to see these guys wrestle. I really don't want to see any of these MMA guys fight. I really don't. I'm at a zero. Settle! Settle! Why zero? Talk shit all you want. Ronda Rousey's debut in WrestleMania was fire. Brock Lesnar's return from MMA against John Cena. Other than that one spot over the ropes, that was fucking brutal. And he came, he made up for that by raping John Cena at SummerSlam and ending the streak of The Undertaker. For what it's worth, Cain Velasquez in Triple Mania when he debuted, he was fucking good. Not great. Not setting the world on fire. Right. Half of Mexico's already on fire. Yeah. But he did good. Um... If you weren't paying that much attention, Junior Dos Santos' debut on Brampage okay. was pretty good. Okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't setting the world on fire. It wasn't, but it was good. It wasn't awful. It wasn't bad. Okay. 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 Um, with that equity, I would want to see Masvidal debut in an actual wrestling match. I would want to see Junior Dos Santos' second actual wrestling match. I think having this as a street fight gives them opportunity to hurt someone for real. You want to keep them confined to a regular five-on-five tag match. So they have spots. They have little flurries of beauty, of execution. And then when they think that they're out of their depth or they just are getting tired, tag out to somebody else. Five on five street fight, it's it's not conducive to the booking in my opinion. Um, even if they would have gone with the chick, with uh, Van Zant instead of um, Lambert, it's still not conducive. It, it, it would protect Jericho, too, because he wouldn't have to wrestle that much. He could just tag in and out, you know? Yeah. Um, above all that, I'd rather see Sammy Guevara defend the title against anyone, the TNT title, yeah. against anybody. Five on five. I'd rather see a tag match with fucking Man of the Year against uh, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Um, and, and, but again, in pieces... So that maybe on an episode of Dynamite or in Revolution, you can have your actual five-on-five and actual tag match. And then, I don't know, maybe double or nothing, culminate that with a blood and guts or another stadium stampede match. Yeah. And you can actually have all the story built up to this is why we're having a street fight. Yeah. You know, you could have actually stretched this out. I might be in the minority. Dan Lambert's probably one of the best heel guys on com- on on the stick right now. Yeah, and there and even if you put aside the MMA guys, you haven't really. And here's the other thing. Again, I'm not watching Dark. I'm not watching Elevation. I don't. Yeah, on the television that matters, you have not given 
Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky as heels enough time to solidify their worth to where if Lambert says this guy's got an MMA background, this guy has a black belt in karate, I have not seen any of that shit right. on television for me to believe this. To me, to me, Scorpio Sky and, and, and uh, Page, Page, they're just wrestlers. Good yeah. wrestlers. They're just wrestlers. Great personalities. Great personalities. They don't seem like they fit into this bag of dicks. Yeah. That No that, promo videos of either of them doing karate kicks on the bag or scrapping on the mat. Nothing. Nothing to prove that these two are on the same level as former... UFC champion Junior Dos Santos, former UFC champion Jorge Masvidal. When Nothing. When you're trying to tell me that the dude from SCU, SCU, is now a badass MMA fighter without showing me reason to believe that he's a badass MMA fighter and not what we've been seeing for the last couple of years of being a really badass indie rific wrestler, there's going to be a disconnect. And uh, same thing with Ethan Ethan Page. Okay, if you if even if you take the angle of, well, Ethan Page in AEW is different than whatever else he did outside. If you take that away, you're just giving me a guy that just debuted, and we I don't know what he's seeing now. AEW is known to not do that. AEW isn't WWE where they say. This guy in WWE is a new guy. You, you're, you're not supposed to know what goes on. That's not what happens in AEW. In AEW, they acknowledge their past careers. So if you acknowledge the past career of Ethan Page, he's former TNA Tag Team Champion with Josh, Josh Alexander, who mm-hmm. is now fighting for the World Championship. He's a badass, good wrestler who's a charismatic heel. He's not an MMA guy. He... Both of these no, people... Or karate guy. Black karate, belt and karate. Right. I mean, I know that they say that, but he's just a badass wrestler. I notice that I keep saying badass. They're good. But they don't fit in this stable. This stable is supposed to be jerks who are from MMA. Shooters. Who, have, who are shooters who have disregard for professional wrestling because, oh... We're the real fighters. Yeah. You're telling me that these two badass professional wrestlers all of a sudden lined up with MMA fighters to think that, oh, we're real fighters. Yeah. When all you've seen out of both of their careers is that they've been on the other side of that fence. I don't I don't have sufficient reason to believe that they've changed their mind. Did I miss an episode of Dynamite where Jake Hager fought Scorpio Sky in an MMA style match in an MMA style cage? No. Or anything? No. Or uh uh Eat the Page? No. Dos Santos? Uh uh-uh. uh. Masvidal? Not that I'm aware of. Van Zant's husband? No. Nadian? No, no, no one. No. So no, no. there's no proof in this pudding yeah. that every ta- that every bite's gonna taste like MMA. Yeah. Or mixed mar- or yeah. karate. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. I don't care who wins this match. Yeah. I honestly hope they move on with it. I honestly hope that the MMA group minus men of the year stick around and actually wrestle because at once MM there, if AEW for all intents and purposes becomes a viable option. To post MMA career other than WWE, you're gonna see more than just Jake Hager and Junior Dos Santos and fucking Masvidal from UFC or from Bellator 
show up. Yeah. I, if he were still alive, I would not be surprised to see Kimbo Slice in AEW. Because he has a personality, he has a history, but he also has a story that you can cheer for. Okay. There's more guys that could benefit from having another option other than WWE as, a, as an alternative when your MMA career is over with. And I'm not even saying heavyweight guys. You can have your Matt Riddles to, to fight your Timothy Thatchers, you know, and, and succeed just as well as the heavyweights do. Yeah. So I want to see and that work. These pieces aren't making that puzzle. And you finished all that shit. <laughs> what I was going to say is, like, the other thing, too, that gets a big yawn out of me for this. Uh, the best thing has been Lambert, the way that he's trying to sell this. But the big yawn is... When are we going to get over this bullshit with MMA guys having this character of, oh, I'm the MMA guy? Right? Like, we've... we've so read... far, Riddle's the only one that hasn't done it. And even then, I see Riddle as a wrestler who trained in MMA. Yeah. I don't see him as... This this MMA dude that looks down on wrestling and I'm here to teach these people that play fight how to really fight. Like we've had Technically, that. Technically, CM Punk hasn't done it either. And he had two matches that drew money in MMA for UFC. True, but he was a wrestler going First, to MMA. Just like Brock. Brock was a wrestler going to MMA. Yeah. Anytime that we get... The, Alberto Del Rio. Same thing. Yeah. When we get wrestlers coming in to wrestling from MMA. That's the, the storyline that you get. That's what happened with Tank Abbott. That's what first happened with Ken Shamrock. Now, eventually, Ken Shamrock assimilated, but he was still the MMA dude. But it's such low-hanging fruit that it's fucking boring, unimaginative, and uncreative when you say, here's an MMA guy, and they're... they're their gimmick is that we are the real fighters and you're not because it undermines wrestling. So you want to be Vince McMahon and devoid any MMA talent of the one thing that makes them different from anyone else in the roster. No. I want to do with them. Skip those, skip those first few years with Tank Abbott. Skip those first few years with Kevin Shamrock and just have them be good wrestlers. Kind of do what I know we just kind of glossed through it and I just kind of poo-pooed it. Riddle. Because I, what did I say? I said Riddle. His gimmick Riddle, wasn't MMA. His gimmick was a stoner. Right. Riddle <laughs> is a wrestler who was really good at MMA. Not, oh, he's an MMA guy who looks down his nose at What wrestling. was your impre first impression of Dan Severn in 98, 97? UFC guy or NWA World's Heavyweight Champion? Good point. Good point, because he established himself in both without looking down on one. On either, yeah. Because fucking uh, Steamboat, he didn't show up, and, and I am a kung fu master. I look down on wrestling. That wasn't his shtick. He was a wrestler who trained and has a background in fucking kung fu, right? There was a whole, like, like early wrestling video games had, like, you know, the brawler, the big guy, the, the techno people. wrestler, and karate. <laughs> right? That's what they had. It was a style of fighting and training that they had that they brought to the ring. It's not like the, the karate guy came in just like, oh, I'm just so much better. Like, fucking, 
you know, like, like no, they were wrestlers. Steve Blackman was a wrestler who was just really good at all this other shit, so that's yeah. how he whooped your ass. Yeah. That's what MMA should be. When, when, when you're transitioning over and not, and not always have the gimmick, oh, I'm an MMA guy, so I, I know real wrestling. Because by saying that I know real wrestling implies that the, the wrestling that you're doing is not real. And it's the F word, fake. Gotcha. Off my soapbox. Number one contender, final round, Brian Danielson against Miro. Ten. Who are you gonna love first? Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, oh shit. It has to be Miro because I already expect Brian Danielson to do what Brian Danielson does because I've seen what Brian <sighs> Danielson has done. I know, I know, I know. But oh this my God, feud between Miro and Jehovah <laughs> is something out of this world. Like I'm showing, sure, like if almost I'm heavenly. if I'm going to Minneapolis, I'm showing up with my watchtower and awake in hand. <laughs> Danielson has to say goodbye to his wife so Miro can say hello to his. Fuck oh, me, dude. Man. And bonus points, and I don't want to say this in a negative light. Bonus points if Miro's the one making this stuff up because it's okay. fucking genius. Okay. I haven't seen him outside of wrestling. I didn't watch enough of Total Divas to know what he's like as a human being with his wife, CJ Parker. If his English is good or if his accent is non-existent when he's around her. But him right now is like, I've completely forgot about video game Miro. This is my dude. Yeah. To the point that I want Miro to win. And maybe booking, if I'm calling the main event the way I'm going to call it. That face is going to need some heels, and Hero Miro can be a good three month program. I've got I'm I'm at a fucking ten. I want Miro to win. Danielson's going to make Miro look like a goddamn treasure. There's points where an angle will become a character trait, and I'm not sure where I want to go with Miro yet. If I want this just to be in an angle where he's Trying to get back the the affection of his god, and he is uh, uh, and permission to be with his goddess. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if I want this to be a, just a, an angle, because right now the character is he is God's chosen, and he 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 he's God's warrior, and he was God's favorite champion, and now he's neglected by his god. So, but the thing is, he's still like worshiping his god through through his wrestling. Cool. That's negatively. The char- that's the character. Ca- yeah. The character trait is he's worshiping his god through his wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Whether he's winning or losing. And I don't know if it's just the angle that temporarily, right now, is that you know he's being punished, but then he gets back into the good graces. If that's going to be a care an angle, or is it going to get to that point where it's a character trait? Where he's always going to be the one neglected by his God. Because if he loses, he's going to be neglected by his God again. And then that solidifies it. It goes from angle to a character trait. And I'm not sure which I want more. <laughs> and um, D-Bry could win or lose and he'll be okay. If he wins, great. He's at the front of the line to get a, a world title shot. Cool. If he loses, A rematch with him and Omega would make much money. Yes. If he loses, 
It's goddamn Daniel Bryan. His record's still great. He has one loss. Eventually, he's going to get enough wins to get to the point where he could be world champion uh, a contender again, even without a tournament. So, fine. Miro, same thing. Both of them can be number one Miro contenders. Miro loses. The feud between him and God yeah. continues. Yeah. So and do, so it gets better. <laughs> so, do, yeah, again, do we want to make this a character trait? Is that where we're going to land? Do we want him to be God's favorite warrior? Or do we want him to be the, the one who's trying to get God's attention? And this is also... Oh, it's so good! And this is also a place where it doesn't matter if you're heel or face. So how intriguing yeah. of a matchup, tale of the tape, would Kenny fucking Omega versus Miro be? Yeah? <laughs> oh, my God. The best about, bout machine no. against the best bout on paper. What about the Hungman? The Hungman that everybody likes. The cowboy shit. Oh, my God. He's so great. Solidify his run against Brian Danielson. No. Face versus face. No. Have him going up against the monster heel and Miro. The options are plentiful. Oh, my God. Miro? That's your first fucking title defense? Just winning, going through a war. The Three guy years. that fails every time finally gets, gets one. It. And his and first defense. To Miro. His first defense. Loses it to Miro. The Ibushi trait. <laughs> this is why what? we love AEW. This is why they get our what? attention. Oh my god. <laughs> this is going to be so great. I'm happy either way. What if Hangman got CJ Parker pregnant this whole time? Ooh. <laughs> but we're not in WWE. Yeah. He's the hungman. I want Miro to win. That's my pick. Okay. I'm just watching up the last 30 seconds oh, yeah. of us reacting. I, I don't know who's going to win. I, I you got to pick one. I can't predict it. You can't? Um, you want to come back to this? You know what? You pick Miro, I'll pick Brian. Okay. Just, oh. just, just to say that we're different. <laughs> but, man, it, if I want either one of them to win. I, I want be to see the match. with either. I, I, I where they can yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Lucha Bros against FTR for the AEW tag titles. Nine. Does it water it down that we already saw them and they and they lost the triple uh, A belts to FTR or does that not matter to you? A little. That why you're not at a ten? Probably. I'm I'm at an eight. Okay. Part of it is that. I think the other part is after watching the match already, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be a fan of what they come up with this time. I'm not sure if I'm. They a were fan missing something in that of, last match. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be a fan of. Just watching Wheeler. I know this is going to sound fucked up, but when we thought that he wasn't wrestling anymore because of his his arm and they did this whole farewell match thing and they're like, okay, this is going to be the final time we get to see him. And then he just showed up two weeks later again like, oh, he's fine. I felt a little disappointed. Like, and I know that's weird to say that I'm disappointed that he is able to wrestle. But I mean, it was like, dude, you fucking... Does that like, matter? Like, is that fucked up? Does that matter? Because after watching I guess. Dax Hardwood main event Dynamite last night, he he might be the HBK out of that team, leading, yeah, you know leading one-armed Mandit to be the Gennetti. You know what? He won me over. You know I got what? some respect after that. Yeah. Yeah, because after, after seeing that, 
I might have wanted to see Hardwood Solo. Solo. Yeah. In in a in a federation where there's too many goddamn teams, too many goddamn factions, Hardwood going going solo with just Tully, which is okay to have a manager, right? But if it was just Tully, Tully and Hardwood, you like the I contrast might, of I styles. Might like it. You like the contrast like of styles? How about Dax Hardwood against fucking Dante Martin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have him be the lone man uh, screaming at a cloud. You know, the lone old guy trying to keep old school wrestling alive against all these fucking indie riffy flippy dippies who isn't just old and set in his ways but can actually kick your ass still doing it too. And how much and, of that is a storyline compared to actual character trait? Yeah. Like flirt that line. Yeah. I'm at an yeah. eight. I've got F. I've got the the Lucha Bros winning because I don't see FTR that much longer as an actual team. Yeah. After what I saw on Wednesday, I'm no, I'm probably dead wrong. They're gonna keep tagging, but it's not gonna be the same. Because I I feel dirty for what I said that I was disappointed that he's you okay him to be gone for a while. You wanted to miss him. I, you wanted to miss him. I didn't get to miss him. Yeah. I I felt like I mourned prematurely for no reason. You know, and that's a fucked up way of thinking of it. But it's like, oh, twenty twenty one COVID. Yeah. You know, like oh, okay, you're, you're fine. Well, yes. shit, that was a whole lot of what to do over nothing. What do I, I mean, do with all these balloons and the bear? Yeah, it's like, oh man, I can't uncry these tears. Unbreak my heart. Oh, <laughs> Say you know me again. Go, I knew you were gonna go full Weezer. <laughs> I mean, Tony Braxton. I prefer the Weezer cover. But I yeah, mean, Tony Braxton. You know, you could pull this thread as I walk away. But soon I'll be naked. <laughs> Beautiful transition. Britt Baker, Ty Conti. For the women's title. Uh, seven? Eight. Seven and a half. I'm at an eight. Okay. Um, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Storyline wise, this is probably the best contender Brick Baker's had. Okay. And I might be naive to think that after what we got in the beginning of the year with Thunder Rosa and Brick Baker, I would think that Thunder Rosa would be the woman to take the belt from Brick Baker. Okay. Later yeah. on yeah. down the road. Yeah. Makes sense. So maybe Ty's not the one, but Ty's it's gonna be a great match. I'm gonna have fun. Ty's one of the few girls in there that I get the impression that she's making an effort. She puts in effort. I haven't seen her make a lot of mistakes. I have seen that there's times that she doesn't like she's not stiff or doesn't snap back some of her stuff. But she that she's nowhere near like the bottom end of some of the girls that make the mistakes they do. Ty's on the come up. Yeah, and she's on the come up for me. She's on the come up, but she's not there yet. Um, I don't think she's gonna win this. I think Britt's gonna win it. The and exposure will do her good, though. It, yes, this yep. will be this will be a good growth point for her. Uh, I don't want to say that this match is gonna elevate her even in a loss because that can always go sideways real quick. Um, but it, it, there's potential there. Um, but I don't think that this is gonna be a watershed moment unless unless there's really some effort put in there and, and ultimately Brit's winning this and i think that the only person that could take it away from her would rosa. would be thunder rosa or don't say soho no okay 
or maybe Taya. Whoa, what were you thinking? I was thinking maybe Taya. Taya will show up and she'll get elevated to where she needed to be. She'll be a gringa loca again. I'm thinking that we'll have some kind of meeting of the minds between AEW women's champ Britt Baker and that bitch show champ Jay Cargill. Okay. And then Jay takes the belt from her. That could be that. That's in the works too. And maybe that's the match that, as much as people might not be ready for it, could possibly turn Britt Baker completely face. Because you're never. I don't think you're ever going to cheer for Jay Cargill. And even if you have two people, one that's booked as a heel, but you go all the time in unison with, and another one that's that bitch. You're not cheering for that bitch. You're cheering for... D-M-D. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, but uh, Thunder Rosa would be the obvious I don't know. first pick, too. Rey Mysterio booty pants? Oh, goddamn. <laughs> oh, I love Rey Mysterio booty pants. Oh, if her face paint from Day of the Dead has that little Rey Mysterio mask curve on the top. Oh, Wait, she had, birds. she had face paint on? <laughs> All I've I, got Brit winning. Man, I mean, I'm at an eight. anytime I see Jamie Hayter, I'm like, ooh, ooh Ray Mysterio booty pants. Yeah. That's what I mean by... by, by oh, Ray. Jamie Hayter. Yeah, because if you look at her ass, it looks like Ray Mysterio's oh, mask. okay. What did you think I was talking about? Oh, uh, you thought else. I was talking about Thunder Rosa because oh, yeah. of the... No, man, that's racist. Oh, come on, now. <laughs> it's not if we're the same race. <laughs> the buy-in. The buy-in. We have Nyla Rose... Mm-hmm. And Jamie Hayter mm-hmm. against Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. Mm, Jamie Hayter. Number? Uh, seven. It's a buy in. Seven. It's for nothing. Devil's advocate. If enough fans of women's wrestling complain that the only match for the buy in is a women's match, and you want to placate that audience by putting the women's tag match. On the actual pay-per-view, what match from the pay-per-view would you bump down to the buy-in? <laughs> this will never happen in a million years, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, the the five-on-five clusterfuck with the MMA guys. Ah, oh, damn. That's a completely wrong answer. Okay. The correct answer is the one Cody's in. Oh, the one Cody's in. <laughs> okay. You want that if the buy-in's free, you're trying to get WWE fans. So you put okay. WWE wrestlers on there. You put Alistair Black. You put Neville. You put Cody Rhodes. You put Andrade. You don't Eli- put Chris Jericho and Jack Swagger, and then a bunch of MMA guys that MMA people fans uh, fans will recognize. No, because MMA fans know how to pay money. Oh, <laughs> WWE fans are used to paying ten bucks on the network. Oh, but if you get enough yeah, okay. ten dollar fans together yeah, yeah. in a room, yes. they might put up six. It might total six. Now, if you have the <laughs> this hypothetical six ten dollar fans together in a room, <laughs> how many of them are wearing deodorant? Well, then they're having to spend ten bucks. Oh. On wrestling, yes. then they probably have zero bucks to spend on deodorant. <laughs> now, Dr. Squatch, man, I mean, you know, that's You're you welcome. <laughs> Omega versus Hangman. All right. Number 10. 11. Oh, you're a Remember, 
at least for one of these guys, this story's been built since the first AEW, since the second AEW pay per view. Well, technically okay. the first, because he qualified at Double or Nothing that I okay. went to in Vegas. Okay. So this has been three years in the making. Yeah. Cowboy shit. Yes. All right. Who you got winner? I got Kenny Omega. <laughs> I want, I desire, if I'm paying for it, I demand Hangman Page to win. Yes. However, I listened to Busted Open today. Yeah? And Bully Ray brought up a very interesting point. Oh, what did he say? Nine days mm-hmm. after Full Gear, AEW Dynamite will be live in Virginia, mm-hmm. the home state of Hangman. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have Hangman win in front of... 30,000 paying fans on pay-per-view? Or do you want Hangman winning live on TNT in front of a million fans for free against Kenny Omega? I mean, it worked out so well for WCW and Goldberg in Atlanta in the Superdome. And for Omega and Moxley when Winter came last year. Wait, Winter's wrestling again? Yeah. It's come out of retirement. It retires nine months out of the year, but every three, every three months, he didn't, or he didn't get it, or a season, winter comes. He didn't get it. I didn't get it. No. He didn't I get didn't. it. You don't remember winter? That chick wrestler? Yeah. You see how much I remembered it? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hangman. I want Hangman to win. I want Hangman to win. But man, how much heat could Omega get if he doesn't give the AEW fans that always want everything to not get the one thing they want the most? That that heat would be so bad. I don't know if it's going to turn people away from AEW. I was about to say, is that Glenn from Walking Dead? He he teased it so much that you just... Maybe... I don't know, man. Like, that's really skirting that line there. I, I, ooh, I'm not sure. Like, is this, is this bad enough heat where people are just going to get upset and just, like, not watch AEW for a little while? How many strikes has AEW done to the wrestling fan? Do you remember? Not very many. Letting the match continue after Matt Hardy's head bounced off the concrete. All right. Um, the exploding, uh, exploding. De- death match. Yeah. Um, Jericho dying on pillows. Yeah. Um, Cody's existence. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. And then, uh, technically, we'll talk about this in the end of the year review. Booking Hangman, knowing his wife was pregnant. And that's hit or miss. That's hit or miss. But uh, you can't stop nature. You can't stop. You can't stop love, Chris. You can't stop love. You either put on the condom or don't you follow the beat too. You can't stop love, Chris. You can't do it. You can't do it. That's for your lawyer to decide. <laughs> um, ah, man, do you do it? Do you hold back Omega and Hangman? You want Kenny Omega to win. I don't want Kenny Omega to win. But you're, you're, you're predicting Omega wins. I think he does. 
I, I, it's risky, man. It's risky. It's risky, but ooh, the trolling would be so delicious. All that trolling would be delicious. So you're looking at the trolling from the Omega side. How yeah. about the Samoa Joe side? Do you uh, does the iron cool down enough yeah. that it doesn't mean the that's, same? That's the risk. That it doesn't mean that's the same the if he wins it ten days later, as opposed to the bigger stage. That's the risk, man. And I, I'm I'm looking at this just from. Just from full gear. I'm not looking at what happens in Virginia. You know, as a guy that likes anarchy, I despite that, I still want to see Adam Page win. Okay, but goddamn, I, I, I agree with you with who I want to win. Okay, uh, we're we're on the same page. I want Hangman. Hey, we're on the same page. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, what's up, Scott? Scott's- Better late than never, fucker. He wants Hangman versus Miro or Kenny versus Debry. What about Kenny versus Miro? <laughs> nah. That doesn't have the same oh shit factor for, for me. That's like Kenny versus Ishii, but he speaks English. Because it's going to be Kenny and all the rest of Kenny's friends versus Miro and God. And we know how bad of a wrestler God is. God couldn't win a match when he was teamed up with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> but in the third of Corinthians, third it of does Corinthians. state that the devil has many faces, and at some point, you have to attack each face head on. So when he gets to Kenny, there's no Adam Cole, there's no Bucks, there's no Spray Boy, there's no Nakazawa, there's no Callus. It's just them. There's no 3 Corinthians. I hope somebody caught that. Yeah, I caught yeah. that. <laughs> although, but I've been on a booking roll tonight, if you haven't heard. Although, fun Bible fact. So there's 1st and 2nd Corinthians, mm-hmm. right? Right? But in actuality, 1st and 2nd Corinthians are really 2nd and 4th Corinthians. Because you've never found... the the the. the, the Old scrolls have never been found for whatever was the first and whatever would have been the third. So that's what they actually have. What's in the actual Bible that's labeled as first and second are really second and third or second and fourth. Fun fact. The more you know, the more you know. Yeah. This might be a better pay-per-view than all out. And I'm not saying that because I'm actually gonna be able to watch it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> looking at the card, dude, this stacks up pretty good. Mm-hmm. This I'm <clears throat> I'm a banker, so I'm Scott so- said Bible talk. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Heathen. <laughs> he is obviously not God's favorite fan. No, the reason is everyone in the Bible. There's enough people in the Bible that turn water into wine. He don't fucking drink wine. Oh yeah, that's why he turns, he, he turns yeast into beer. There's no hops in fucking wine. Yeah, yeah. Even though my he, mass turns, is- <laughs> he turns beer into piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Red piss. I don't know if that's a ginger thing or if that's something that we need to talk about privately. Ouch. My math is impeccable. Even though there is a zero, I'm still giving this pay-per-view a 10. And I'm not even fucking going. This card, dude, top to bottom, regardless of how shitty that 10-man tag is going to be, I'm going to be singing that Judas song. So they got me for five minutes. Yeah. And maybe for 20 bucks because Fozzie's coming in March. 
They'll oh. be at uh, Warehouse Live. Okay. Yeah, with a couple of no-namers opening up. But I'm yeah. sure that's going to sell out sooner or later. So, yeah, I'm at a 10 for the show. And I can't wait for it. I might, depending on the situation, I might actually end up knocking another one off the list. I might be watching this at Cinemark. Oh. 27 bucks for a ticket, but it's at the theater, surround sound experience, surrounded by other people that are there to watch it. That aren't wearing deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll try to sit high up. And I'll have double <laughs> No, masks. hot air rises, fool. You <laughs> want to sit low. <laughs> double mask. <laughs> and I'll shower twice before I go. Yeah. Shit, I'll wear a blue, I'll blue. I'll wear a fucking Doctor Squatch brick, and then just let that permeate. Just give out your fucking referral code, everybody. <laughs> I'll never have to pay for soap again. Get, get fucking business cards with your code printed on there. And just <laughs> Scott says, "I love wine." <laughs> he loves whining. Ah, uh, uh, up. There's a whole bunch of wrestling coming. So let's put the Houston first okay. in Houston Wrestling Radio. Yes, yes. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday, the twelfth. Yes. yes. What are you doing? UPW in Texas City, the Texas City Live Bar and Grill. We are going to have UPW come and take it. We're, ah, we're having a that sounds like a lawsuit. I we're having a tournament, a tournament, a tournament with toys. A to- yes, <laughs> and the toys are the wrestlers, and he's going. Bah, bah, <laughs> but uh yeah we got the stiff one with yes you. so we're having a, a tournament and uh we are uh gonna have you know match single elimination move on to the next round and then you have a winner the winner i believe is going to be new number one contender for the big title uh so come check it out your boy is going to be doing commentary so you can't really hear him right so just stay home and watch him Right. That's how you get the experience. Download the Max Sports TV app. What the fuck? Yeah. That's where we're streaming. We're okay. streaming on an app called the Max Max Sports TV. How so, much? M-A-X-X. It's free. Just download the app. Oh, shit. It's, the, it's right. streaming free. Saturday. Yes, Saturday. What are you doing? I'm doing ring announcing. What? For DZW yeah. out in Brookshire, uh, Brookshire, Texas. Are the, you getting paid in actual currency or hot dogs? No, I'm getting paid in, well, maybe a hot dog. Uh, no, I'm supposed to be getting paid in currency. <laughs> Nobody ever pays me in gum. Uh, <laughs> E-bears. Gummy bears. Ah. Um, but no, yeah, uh, doing ring announcing is at the Hangar Unity Center in Bookshire, Texas. So uh, come on out to that. Uh, Hambone is officially taking over duties as the um, the new commissioner uh, at, now that David Dubron is stepping down. And Hambone has promised... Fudge is returning. <laughs> he so said duty. He's gonna he's gonna be bringing back Fudge, selling his Fudge. So make sure you come check it out. Uh, our uh, champion uh, Romeo Falcon will be defending his title against Luther Black. GCW is coming in December. Okay. Game Changer Wrestling Friday here in Houston, Saturday in Dallas. Tickets are out there. They're expensive. <laughs> AW is gonna be in Dallas this December. Garland, Dallas. Tickets aren't that bad. This Friday, tomorrow, tickets go on sale for Impact, Impact. Hard to Kill in Dallas. That might sell out because it's not a big place. It's actually a little bigger than uh, Gillies where they were last time. Um, There were no pre-sale for that. Otherwise, I would have already had them. Also tomorrow, tickets for WrestleMania in Dallas. WrestleMania 38. 
go on sale this Friday, tomorrow. Um, both nights, the tickets start at $30. And I already am a fan. Mm. Number one, your boy already got motherfucking tickets. What? I'm taking my nephew to his first ever WrestleMania, 100,000 people in Dallas for both nights. After I told that motherfucker I only have enough energy for one. Because it's WWE. Oh, and there's my. no NXT. But I didn't want to cramp the kid because it's his first one. Yeah. I'll bust his balls in the next one. This time, I'm going to both shows. But the other reason why I'm a big fan, I don't know if it's um, the Dallas Stadium or if it's WWE just giving a big fuck you to Ticketmaster. They went with SeatGeek. Mm. With SeatGeek, they only charged me a one-time fee of 10 bucks. Okay. And that was for both tickets Ooh. for each night. Okay, okay. So I've shown you screenshots yes. where a $20 ticket it's turns into 50. $40, 50 yeah. because of Ticketmaster convenience charges and taxes and fees and arena fees. Uh, 60 bucks turned into 70 Okay. That's it. All right. Each night. Yeah. That's fucking good. $10 fees for no matter how many tickets you're getting. Maybe that's just my experience because I was getting nosebleeds and maybe the, the more expensive seats, the, the fee might be a little bit higher. Mm. But first impression, I am very impressed. Um, navigating the site was pretty straightforward. Uh, got my tickets pretty easily. Again, it was pre-sale. It might have been subjective specific to the code because there was about half a dozen codes out there and it might have been different for anyone else. Okay. But... Your I, mileage may vary. Yeah, your yeah your results may vary. <laughs> but uh, overall, two thumbs up for SeatGeek. I'm a big fan. Got my shit. I'm ready to go. Um, what else was I going to say about that? I was going to say something, but I forgot. Uh, yeah, two nights again. Uh, Ring of Honor is supposed to be doing their comeback show that weekend. I'm not sure what else is going to be going on that weekend. But... Um, there's a whole bunch of wrestling coming. A whole lot of wrestling. A whole lot of wrestling. Yeah. Be ready. All right. Uh, I think that's it. That's it? I think that's well, it. Well, then I think that's the show, it's, guys. It's only been two, two and, and a half, half hours. hours. <laughs> All right. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. Thank you for joining us, everyone. So, um. <laughs> what? Do you want to come next week to preview Survivor Series? Maybe. Or we can preview Survivor Series and talk about AEW. Yeah, probably so. All right, we'll work something out. All I right. guess we'll see you next week. All right. Foreshadowing.